1: All right, what's up, everybody? How's it going? It's Pushing the Limits, and it is a beautiful Thursday in Las Vegas, and I am so glad that uh, you decided to join us. He's Jamie D. I'm Brian Shapiro, and uh, we are... Ready to go, man. As Barack Obama would say, "Ready to go." And we're gonna have some fun today. We got some great guests, and and uh, gosh, I, I just love hearing from my MAGA friends that are, you know, in front of, uh, you know, the Trump Tower, and they're at Mar-a-Lago. And I t- tell you, man, it's it's. Uh, I'm really looking forward to it. Actually, I'm, I'm I'm really looking forward to it, and it's gonna be a lot of fun uh, coming up at the bottom of the hour. By the way, we're gonna be speaking uh, with a guy who. Well, if you remember Deep Throat and you remember Richard Nixon, you know who this guy is, right? This is the San Francisco attorney who cracked Watergate's deep throat mystery. His name is John D. O'Connor, and he's going to be joining us at the bottom of the hour. Oh, that's going to be a lot of fun talking to him. I'm going to get his thoughts on the Donald Trump indictment, his thoughts on this case. He knows a thing or two about past presidents getting in a little bit of legal trouble. So uh, Attorney John D. O'Connor, the man who cracked Watergate's deep throat mystery, will be joining us at the bottom of the hour. Then in hour number two, the big man. Yes, that's right, the seven-footer himself. Yeah, we'll be be joining us. Paul McCaskey, 11 year NBA veteran. We're going to talk about. Yeah, we we kind of have some big NBA games here. Uh, to talk about as well in some NCAA tournament Sweet 16 games. You know, Jamie, uh, I'm gonna do this live on the air with you right now. Let's do it because it shows you what a moron I am, uh, which I am. Uh, I think I just figured it out. I just figured out my camera. I think, uh, because it was ha- it was pointed in the wrong direction when mm-hmm. I'm going TikTok live oh, this, here. Did you figure it out yet? And you I show think you? I think I finally just figured Ooh, it out. Let me see. You know, I am a uh, no. I didn't figure it out. You why didn't is it? Out? No, I, I all right. So live on air. What is, why am I? Why am I such an idiot when it comes to technology? Can it's, you please explain okay. that to me? It's okay. It's it's a millennial thing. It's, is that what it is? What it is? I'm, also,
2: I'm too. Old. Listen, to give you grace, this thing changes all the time. Social media, it's t- a terrible phone, by the way. It's an
1: Obama phone, by Ooh. the way. It's terrible. Is this an Obama phone for real? No, it's not.
2: Oh. I'm joking. <laughs> It uh, looks like. One don't Brian. you have
1: to be like uh, on welfare or food stamps to to not, not, All due respect to that, but to get an Obama phone, I think you do. When I when, when I when I, I say I you're do. on an Obama phone, I usually say that as a joke to uh, to Republicans and MAGAs that you know uh, gets them very very upset. And as you know, I like to trigger MAGAs. I'm very very good at that, sir. Uh, before we get into uh, MAGA country. I just wanted to share a quick, funny little story with you, and it's kind of pathetic at the same time. So I didn't know this, Jamie, but the NCAA, Mark, I don't know if you knew this, the NCAA books hotel rooms for the four teams that are in town for the Sweet 16. Of course, Arkansas is playing Gonzaga, right? Or I'm sorry, Arkansas is playing UConn. How did I get that wrong? And uh what a mega game there, and then even a better game, UCLA is playing Gonzaga. So a story comes out, it's now made national news, Mark, that apparently the NCAA booked these teams – at uh, the Luxor. Now, any local who knows the Luxor would probably tell you, probably not the nicest hotel on the Strip. I mean, they don't sponsor KSHP, do they? Oh, they don't. Okay, good. I'm just making sure. Um, kind of a dirty hotel. Not the nicest hotel in the world. The rooms kind of suck. They're very cheap. Uh, it's along the same lines of like um, a circus, circus, right? Yeah, it's I've not been there. Yeah, yeah. Not not the nicest. <laughs> so apparently, Yukon shows up. Right? They're they're staying at the Luxor. This happened, I guess either yesterday or the day before, and the rooms were dirty. Some of the rooms weren't made. The sheets were dirty. The rooms were just disgusting. (laughs) So uh, they're calling, players are calling coach, and coach is calling the AD, and they actually had to leave the Luxor and check into another hotel, Mm -hmm. and it's made national news, and the athletic director put out a statement saying, listen, guys, it's not that big of a deal, but it's funny, and it's pathetic, and the (laughs) Luxor is getting some very, very bad press, um, and I just think it's funny that here you are, the Yukon Huskies and, and Gonzaga and these teams, and they're, and they're staying in just a. I mean, listen, I'm not going to call it like a Roach Motel. No. But it's not the nicest not hotel on the in the strip, world. Not with all the whole <laughs> no. properties that they no, have. No, it's not great. <laughs> and, uh, I don't know if they're selling for rooms there, but I think the NCAA is trying to save a few bucks. That's what I think. They probably got a deal on these hotels. Dude. Do you know how much money these players and these teams are making you NCAA and you put, exactly. them, you put them up with the Luxor? Give me the Bellagio, man. Give me the Cosmo. MGM. Yeah, MGM. Would right. be, they could have Mandalay Bay. Yes. Right next door. Yeah, or the Wynn or, or Caesars. The or, yes. Even the, the Orleans would have been better than that place. Like, what are you doing, man? I don't know. Who so I just put that itinerary together. It's kind of embarrassing, uh, and and now the story's gone public. So shame on the NCAA. And if you're the Luxor, you got to get some more maids, man. You got to clean those rooms up. You got these these some of these players, which I assume will probably one day be NBA players, at least a few. And uh, they're going into these hotel rooms, and 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 you know, what, you're, it's like you're going into a room with a murder scene. What's going on here, man? <laughs> What's going on here? Blood spa- it's Got blood on the wall. bed, and and some <laughs> other bodily fluids that I would never Ooh, talk about on the radio. Uh, it's really disgusting. They didn't something. get a
2: chance to clean, clean them because they probably checked in and
1: that's disgusting. it wasn't who ready, knows, right? Who, they yeah. checked in early, right. but why would they check somebody in if o'clock? it wasn't ready? Yeah, it doesn't make sense. I don't know if this will exp- – But the but the <sighs> registration, the desk, yeah. they don't correspond with the housekeepers. Well, I don't know if this will affect – They need to. They True. don't. They I don't. don't. <laughs> will this affect the spread of the basketball game today? Probably no, not. No. Uh, I guess if you get uh, – uh, a sexually transmitted disease from sleeping on a oh. sheet, that probably takes at least a few days to be in effect, right? I don't know. I'm not Why a doctor. I'm, I'm not a doctor, but I'm just saying, uh, uh, if you see any UConn Husky players scratching their groin area today, yeah. you can assume that maybe they got it from sleeping on the beds at the Luxor. That's Listen, all I'm saying. Well, what they, happens they, in, they Vegas days in. in Vegas stays
2: in Vegas. They checked in. They probably checked in early and the
1: rooms weren't ready. That's right, possible. Yes, and they yes. went
2: upstairs because this—it's ha- happened to me. If you've been at a hotel, yeah, yeah. you went to a hotel <laughs> and might checked in a little bit right, early, right?
1: And the room is not clean.
2: Yeah, that is not made. That's all happened mm-hmm. to us, right?
1: Okay, yeah. no big deal. Of but course. we're talking about a team that is in the Sweet 16 that is playing in the NCAA tournament, and they're—they're right. tra- they're excited. They're checking into a hotel, and then they these poor kids they walk into their room, and it's—it's it's a disaster. Uh, I don't know. It's a, I mean, listen, college dorms—they're probably used to it. But uh, uh, anyway, I <laughs> well, was expecting something. Yeah, different, yeah. Right? Shame on, shame on the Luxor. Yeah, the Luxor mm-hmm. need to be ashamed today. Yeah, yeah. That, that's bad. Sure. That's very bad PR for them. That's very, very bad press. But, but anyway. you know, the
2: Luxor is one of the hotels on the strip to where. It's been known, yeah, right, to have unsolicited sure. women and people yeah. at the Luxor, so it they happens. shouldn't have been standing there to begin with. It mm-hmm. happens. You're right. No, these are these are these You're are 18 year old freshmen, mm-hmm. and you got guys yeah. that are sophom- sophomores. Very true. You see pretty women down at the bar, or even near your room.
1: It could happen yes, anywhere. They right.
2: have, I mean, it could happen at any hotel, but the Luxor is really known.
1: For the record, I have seen the pretty league. women at the KSHP, but I don't think they were called. No, I just no, be, no, no. I, no, I, I just want to be very no, clear. No, no By the way, before we move on. The Luxor, on, though. <laughs> before we move on, I, I can't believe I'm going to tell this story on the air. But, you know, my mom was in town, and she told me a story. And this is so disgusting, but I'm going to share it with you. Uh, like 40 years ago, uh, my mom's like in her 60s now. But 40 years ago, apparently, she was staying at a casino with her mother. And she's, uh, you know, my mom, you know, pretty lady. And, and, and I guess 40 years ago, somebody approached her in Vegas and thought that she was a hooker. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and then my mom was like, no. And then the guy like profusely apologized and said he was sorry. It was just really disgusting. But I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why I just thought about that and shared that with all of you. But anyway, let's get to the meat and, and potatoes here, which is Donald Trump. And the indictment watch is still underway. And we have some clips that we are going to play for you, uh, which are very funny. We played some clips yesterday. Now, I don't know. Have you ever heard, uh, Jamie, of, of Jordan Klepper? Not until you told me about him. Yeah, he's a Comedy Central guy who is just uh, extremely funny, very smart. And he works for Comedy Central and he goes to these MAGA rallies and he interviews these MAGAs. And I think it's pretty fair for me to say some of these MAGAs are maybe not the most intelligent people in the world. <laughs> so the last couple of days, we've, we've been on this e- indictment watch, right? We don't know when Donald Trump is going to be indicted. It could happen today, could happen on Monday. We just don't know, could happen tomorrow. So Jordan Klepper shows up in New York City and he shows up to these, uh, I guess you can call it a protest. They were Pathetic protest. It seems like more people showed up to these protests wanting Donald Trump to go to jail, but there were some <laughs> MAGAs that showed up. There were not very many, and Jordan Klepper uh, caught up with a few of them, Jamie. Uh, listen to this interaction with this guy who's just sitting on a bench by himself. There's nobody around him. He is one of the MAGA supporter tro- uh, protesters. Uh, very funny interaction between him and Jordan Klepper. Have a listen to this. Let's get
3: into it. Why are you here? Because I'm here to support Trump, because they want that diner. So Trump went on his own social media, yeah. and he called out people, his supporters, to come out here and support him. And right now, that's just you. I'm here, I'm here. <laughs> Heavy as a crowd. I don't need you here to come outside. No, I got this. Okay.
4: He got it. He's got this. He got it.
3: <laughs> ah, hey, I support it.
1: Uh, I'm here by myself, sitting on a bench. <laughs> I got this. I I'm feel. My own army. I feel really sorry for this guy. Like it's so pathetic. He's sitting there on this bench with his MAGA paraphernalia, and Jordan Klepper's like, "Where's everybody else?" Uh, well, I got this. It's just me. I got this. Uh, <laughs> just amazing. It gets better though. Um, so listen to this, Jamie. Th- this interaction's unbelievable. Some of these magas actually believe that Joe Biden is not the president. And I'm not even talking about election integrity and the fact that some of these morons think that Trump won the 2020 election. Jordan Klepper talks to a protester yesterday who actually does not believe that Joe Biden is in the White House. It's unbelievable. (laughs) Have a listen to this. fair for Trump
3: to be indicted if that does happen this week?
4: Listen, I don't know all the specific facts, but
3: what I do know... He's my president. Right now?
4: I think he's my president. Yeah. <laughs> you think he's serving the role
3: as your president currently?
4: Well he he's in my heart he's he's my president. Okay,
3: good. I just have to be clear sometimes. Well right sure, now. sure. You yeah, think I... Joe Biden is president, right? Now.
4: No, I think that man huh? is, is a scam. I just know that's allegedly he's there. Because what? That man doesn't make any sense to me. But technically he is
3: there. He is serving the role of president.
4: Maybe, I don't know. I haven't been down I've <laughs> been to Washington DC. I've not seen him walk in the White House.
3: You don't think he actually spends time in the White House?
4: I don't know.
3: Well, there are videos of him in the White House. He's. Can we just? I just want to get beyond this fact. He is the president of the United States. Donald Trump was the president of the United States. Fact.
2: That's what some say. Oh, right. Okay, this, right. is. this is. what some say? <laughs> I can't. I absolutely
1: cannot. Allegedly. So, so this guy. So let's just. This is mental illness. This guy actually thinks. That Donald Trump is still president, and that somehow no Joe way. Biden is not the president and he's not in the White House. So I would say to him, your criticisms about the economy and any criticisms you have on the Biden administration, wouldn't that be on the Trump administration then? Because apparently Joe Biden's not the president. <laughs> At all. No, it's it, it, it's Donald Trump, right? Yeah. So inflation, gas prices, wokeness, everything that Republicans seem to complain about these days, which a lot of them are made-up nonsense. If you if you don't believe Joe Biden is the president, who is then? Uh, he, he thinks apparently Donald Trump is, is still the president the shots, making laws. Yeah, yeah. Uh, vetoing. Can you possibly be this stupid? I guess that's what I'm asking. Obviously, yes. Can you possibly be? It's one thing to be an Alex Jones conspiracy theorist. And I don't think Alex Jones is stupid. He, he, he's disgusting. He's a horrible human being. He <laughs> lies. But he knows the stuff he's saying is not true. He does it for clicks and he does it for money. Here's a guy who's just in front of Trump Tower in New York City who's wearing all this MAGA stuff, and he actually can't even answer the question as to whether Joe Biden is the president or not.
2: This sounds like a lot of your callers, Brian. No,
1: <laughs> I wouldn't say a lot. I don't want to be that unfair. Well, some Sounds no, like no, some no, of the callers. I'm sorry. Some of the, the MAGA callers, <laughs> excuse me, not not the other cool callers. <laughs> I mean, am I wrong? This is mental illness. I mean, yeah, this is, yeah. that man is mentally ill. This, this man literally is If insane, you can't no even way. answer the question whether you don't even believe Joe Biden's in the White House... There's something
2: wrong with you. Honestly, Trump has a great way of selling a fantasy because there's no way. There's no way you literally have people walking in the street thinking that you're still the president and saying, well, I haven't even seen Joe Biden walk into the White House. Were you there? <laughs>
1: no, I was at home. Like, what? <laughs> like, what, what? Where are they – even like Fox News wouldn't say stuff like that. Like, where are they getting that information from? <laughs> like, even – horrendous networks that have <laughs> zero credibility like a Newsmax or an OAN, even they admit that Joe Biden is president. Like, right. Where is this guy getting this information from? Like, well, You can't not admit he's the president. He's the
2: president. It's there. It's written down even, in documents. This
1: guy doesn't even think he's in the White House. I, that makes no sense. Where else is he? He won't even answer that direct. It's unbelievable. It's mm. one thing if you have these these nut jobs that say Trump won the 2020 election. I mean, they're crazy, but even a lot of them aren't saying that Joe Biden isn't the president now. I think a
2: great question would have been (laughs) is what is your president currently doing for you? What is Donald Trump doing for you in this moment since he's the president? I want to know what these people really think. They're
1: gaining from him. Well, this- here's here's something even more interesting, Jamie. Uh this is a lady that is a member of the organization Blacks for Trump. We've talked about that. Oh, this part- lady again? Because don't get me wrong, Donald Trump has just so many amazing things for black people. Like uh. it, for example, all the lawsuits and the civil suits he's oh, yeah, had for sure. he's had to deal with with not wanting so black powerful. people to live yeah. in his properties. Yeah, he's done so many wonderful things for black people, or whether he says he doesn't want black people counting his money in his casinos, he wants Jews counting his money. By the way, he's on the record of saying that years back. Um, but here's a lady that Jordan Klepper's interviewing. Listen to her words very carefully here. Have a listen to this and, and, and we'll go from there. Have a listen to this.
4: Joe Biden is going after him because I don't even know why he's going after him. Because they're going to push him out to do and probably bring my, oh, Michelle, Michael Obama in. Okay? But, uh,
3: Michael Obama.
4: Uh, that's correct. Okay, no, they right. made,
3: what, Why why do you call you her know, Michael don't Obama? Don't ask me
4: that. What did Joan Rivers say?
3: What did Joan Rivers say? That's
4: correct. If anybody remember what she said. Do you get most of your news from Joan Rivers? Oh, no, I don't get none of my news from Joan Rivers. I'm just telling you okay. what she said Damn. about... Michael Obama, okay? Oh, the
2: disrespect. The disrespect. There's absolutely no way. Who's Michael Obama? Who is Michael Obama? Did she put Michael Jordan and Michelle Obama together? (laughs) Michael Trump? I I don't know. I don't know. There's no
1: way. She doesn't even know the name of the former president of the United States. She's so ignorant that she doesn't even know the name of a former president.
2: No, she Um, did not.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, this is Donald Trump's base, okay? I'm not saying every single person that supports Donald Trump Is that ignorant? Because they're not. That would be a very unfair thing to say. But this is Donald Trump's base. The majority of those people that still support Donald Trump, or even the people that would be outside of the Trump Tower, for example, protesting, and there weren't many of them, think that the former president of the United States' name is Michael Obama. Um, Disrespect. (laughs) I don't even think it's disrespect. I just think this lady is so uneducated, she doesn't even know that it's Barack.
2: It's ignorant.
1: Uh, Just... (laughs) But she did say Michelle at first. I'm sorry. I, I I had too much fun with that clip. Can we is it okay, Jamie, if we play let's that clip throw, one more time back, before back. we get Please, to the let's next do clip? It. Let's do I want to hear this lady again. This is a a, a a black Trump supporter, part of uh Blacks for Trump. I'm surprised they know his last name. And uh, I wanna hear this again, uh this Michael Obama lady. Have a listen to this again because it's hilarious. <laughs> it's really, really funny.
3: Deborah, why are you here today?
4: Joe Biden is going after him because I don't even know why he's going after him because they're going to push him out the door and probably bring the Michelle, Michael Obama in, okay?
3: Michael uh, Obama.
4: uh, That's correct. Okay.
3: Why? Why do you call her Michael Obama? Don't ask me
4: that. What did Joan Rivers say?
3: What did Joan Rivers say? That's (laughs) correct.
4: If anybody remembers what she said. Do you get most of your news from Joan Rivers? Oh no, I don't get none of my news from Joan Rivers. I'm just telling you what she said about Michael Obama. Okay.
1: Michael (laughs) Obama pure ignorance Michael Michael is she trying to say Michelle Obama but she did say Michelle at first she said Michelle first so that wouldn't make any sense she's not trying to say Michelle you're talking about the past first lady yeah that makes no sense but hey listen listen let me be fair but Jamie let me be fair for a moment because sometimes I don't refer to the prior president as Donald Trump I do use other names for him. For example, I do call him Cheeto Jesus from time to time. Cheeto Jesus, I do. I've never uh, heard of that. And I and I do call him the Orange Turd. So sometimes I <gasps> forget. So, to be fair, sometimes <laughs> I sometimes I forget what his name is. Also, so maybe this is just a nickname. She just likes the term Michael. Maybe that's I don't know. What? I don't know. Uh, I, sometimes I don't call him Donald Trump. I forget his name, and I use other names like the Orange Turd, and because I forget, that's why, you know. So I, I just so so let's try to. I'll try to give her the benefit of the doubt. There, maybe she just you're doing too much for her. Michael Obama is just a nickname for Barack Obama. No, that, no, I, I, don't, I won't accept it. You don't think Not so? Okay. Not today. I'm nope. trying to give her the benefit of the doubt. Oh, hey, man, okay, okay,
4: well, but uh,
1: Michael Obama.
4: Uh, that's correct. Okay,
1: they <laughs> make, what, why, why do you call her <laughs> no, Michael Obama? Me
4: that. What <laughs> don't ask Rivers her that. Don't
1: ask her.
2: Don't ask her. Maybe <laughs> what is Joan Rivers? Joan Rivers.
1: <laughs> By the way, Joan Rivers is dead. By the way, so I, I, it's hard to get news from Joan Rivers these what? days, So sadly, she's not alive. So, oh. why did she bring up Joan Rivers? What does Joan Rivers have to do with this? What is Joan? That's a very valid question, Jamie. What
2: is Joan what is Rivers she, was passed in 2014? May H- yeah, she Yeah, like what a, does she have to do didn't with
1: this? Did she have like a plastic surgery botched wrong or something? I don't Listen, know. But she wasn't even alive. Oh. Why did she bring up Joan Rivers? Oh, that's a very valid question. Let's think about this what's, for a moment. When talking about the Donald Trump indictment, what does Joan Rivers have to do with it?
2: Joan Rivers, who was an American comedian,
1: actress, <laughs> yeah, very producer, funny writer, and mother. television host. Brilliant comic. Not political,
2: yes. not politician. By the way, not, not, a,
1: not a Trump supporter. And, I and not Michelle Obama.
2: <laughs> no, oh, I'm sorry, Michael no, Obama. She
1: was a Barack Obama supporter. She was not a Michael Obama supporter because I don't know who Michael Obama is. Oh, uh, I'm sure there's a Michael Obama somewhere maybe we can find. I'm Googling it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Michael. Yeah. Look Obama. up. Look up Michael Obama. Maybe. Maybe we'll were the idiots. Yeah, See, even Google's like, did you mean Michelle? Well, maybe we're <laughs> the idiots. Maybe Michael Obama is like a, a famous celebrity that she was talking about that maybe had what? relations with Joan Rivers. I mean, maybe we could connect the dots and put this together and maybe she's the brilliant one and we're the idiots. That's very possible. Is right. There a Michael Obama? Like imagine if we Googled Michael Obama and Michael Obama had something to do with like the indictments of Trump. We would have egg on our face right now. I mean, th- I doubt that. Google
2: but I, has nothing that
1: says Michael there's Obama. There's nothing that says Michael. Nothing. Okay. It all keeps
2: so, saying Michelle. So
1: maybe we'll just go with your theory that maybe she's just an doesn't, idiot. Yeah. She doesn't know what she's talking about. And she thinks Michael oh, Obama is Barack Obama. I, lady, I guess so. Anyway, I got a hug. I got one more for you.
2: She needs, a, she needs a Michael Obama phone. Yeah. Yeah. Educated. Uh,
1: <laughs> Donald Trump likes the uneducated. He said it to himself. Uh, he said it uh, in a speech. All right. So I got one more for you. This is this is see Jordan Klepper is just brilliant. And he's talking to another MAGA supporter, Blacks for Trump, by the way. They seem, we seem to get a lot of Blacks for Trump on this show. Uh, not you, Jamie. I'm not you, say, Mark. I am about to say, don't you, don't you get me in trouble. And don't worry, <laughs> not I'm, in my community. I'm not part of Whites for Trump. Don't worry. But, uh, okay, so this MAGA supporter starts talking about loyalty because he thinks Trump is a loyal guy. And I'll just leave it at that and listen to Jordan Klepper in under a minute just tear him apart. Have a listen to this.
5: Should be in trouble. That's unconstitutional, I feel, to indict
3: a president. This is a political attack. Yes. They're not charging somebody else for this crime. Yes. Everything, hold on, everything is political. Right. They did charge somebody else with this exact crime. Yeah, and so why should he be charged? Well, Michael Cohen... Was charged, pled guilty, served time in jail Disloyalty loyalty If it
6: ain't loyalty, it's nothing
3: This is about a man who cheated on his wife with a porn star While his wife was at home with their newborn son But loyalty is a big issue for you
2: <laughs> Listen, we
6: men Absolutely we not
2: We men <laughs> Wait, wait, absolutely not But wait, before you get into that some of our fans did comment live and say that Joan Rivers actually did call Michelle Obama transgender. So, actually, we kind of do have egg on our face, apparently. Well, that's a joke, though. But she apparently ma- she's she, making a joke that we didn't know.
1: She, yeah, but, I mean, she makes fun of everybody. That's that's typical Joan Rivers. Anybody who says that... Um, Joan Rivers makes fun of everybody. No, no, what I'm saying is, do you think that the. the, the, Joan Rivers uh, was a Democrat?
2: No, 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 no. no. What I'm saying is, do you think that that protester was trying to copy Joan Rivers and call Michelle Obama a man? I'm going to go out on
1: a limb and say maybe that's true, but I'm not going to. Disrespect! I don't want to give that woman that much credit of even putting two and two together, but maybe. How about this guy? You know, Uh, the guy just. Jordan Clepper just says, okay, you like loyalty, and this guy's a MAGA supporter, and then Clepper intelligently puts out the information that Donald Trump had unprotected sex with a porn star uh, months after his wife had a child. So then Klepper says, okay, so you're a man of loyalty. You like loyalty. And then the guy's response is, we men. Absolutely not. Okay, let me be very clear to this gentleman. Um, Most men, I'd like to think I'm one of them. Most men who are married, especially men, especially men who know that you have a newborn will not cheat on their wives. Some do, but most will not, especially not have sex unprotected with a porn star Mm. and then pay her $130,000 to shut her trap. Um, That is the opposite of loyalty. Donald Trump, look at all the people around Donald Trump that have gone to jail. Look at all the people around Donald Trump. Their lives have fallen apart. You know, Rudy Giuliani used to be a well-respected man, at least by some, as, as the former mayor of New York City. his career's plummeted mark metals wouldn't be hired anywhere i mean or i just look at the people around him uh and and the loss of credibility and the people that ran his alleged ponzi scheme charity some who are in jail everyone around him seems to you know get in trouble and as far as loyalty goes he's got kids with several ex-wives I made a joke to somebody once where we were talking about the Trump Tower, and I said, I wonder in how many of these rooms that Donald Trump has cheated on his wife on in one of these rooms, you know, and probably every one. I mean, the guy is yeah. the most unloyal guy you'll ever meet. Dishonest. You know, you can brown nose him for years, but the second you say something truthful, he will go after you uh, if it doesn't benefit him. So anybody who claims I like Donald Trump because he's loyal uh, – Needs to get their head examined because it's just not true. All right, Jamie, here's what we're going to do. Uh, I'm looking forward to talking to this guy. And it involves the Donald Trump indictment. Uh, This is a man with a wealth of experience. The guy we have on next, he's a San Francisco attorney. This is the guy who cracked the Watergate deep throat mystery. Mm -hmm. So you want to talk about a guest that knows a thing or two about crimes that may or may not be facing current or former president's. Uh, attorney John D. O'Connor is going to be joining us next. Uh, he's got yes. a couple of books out. He's a very well-known attorney. Again, cracking the Watergate deep throat mystery. It's pretty incredible. I'll probably talk to him a little bit about that as well. John D. O'Connor is going to be joining us next. All right. He's Jamie D. Uh, called a I mis- am. called him Mr. D yesterday. He didn't like that very much. Don't so. do it again. Yeah.
2: Well... <laughs> Well, my mean, family literally was like, "Hey, D, Mr. D, please stop! Don't give me any more, any more
1: fuel." If you get on my nerves, I'll call you Mr. D. That's fine. You can call me whatever you want. Just
2: call me Michael Obama. Uh-uh. Uh oh. That's me, not that's not as funny enough. Call me
1: Michael Shapiro. Uh, <laughs> anyway, I've been called worse. All right. Uh, so, attorney. John D. O'Connor is going to be joining us next. We'll take a quick break. We'll be back right after this. You are listening to Pushing the Limits right here on KSHP. And my man, Jamie D., going to give out that new social media information. Yes. Please
2: make sure you all follow us on PTL Radio Show on all platforms, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. That's P-T-L-R-A-D-I-O-S-H-O-W at
1: PTL Radio Show. All right. Take a quick break. Be back right after this. You're listening to Pushing the Limits right here on KSHP. Buddy, It's Brian Shapiro from Pushing the Limits. I want to tell you guys about Sahara West Urgent Care and Wellness. They're conveniently located on the southwest corner of Sahara and Jones. They're open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. and Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. At Sahara West Urgent Care, they'll take care of all your health care needs. They offer routine services such as physicals, STD testing car accident treatment and work injuries, you name it, they do it. They have on-site x-ray, EKG, ultrasound, and labs. They treat chronic conditions such as asthma, blood pressure, diabetes, and more. They also offer general wellness exams, treatments such as testosterone enhancement, and cancer screening. They're located on Sahara, 6125 West Sahara Avenue. Their number is 702-248-0554. And the best part, they accept most major insurances and affordable cash pay prices, office visits starting at just $95. And I'm also a client, so please give them a call. 702-248-0554. Look, it's impossible for the average person to find a great attorney out there. There's so much misinformation. Now, let me introduce you to former Chief Deputy District Attorney Thomas Mossville. He was Las Vegas' top DUI prosecutor for years. He prosecuted the most high-profile DUI cases in Clark County. No one knows more about DUI law in Nevada. Just Google it. If you get charged with DUI, whether it's a misdemeanor or even more importantly, a felony, you need Thomas Moscow representing you, his relationships with the prosecutors and judges, and his knowledge of DUI law to work for you. So give him a call now or text him at 702-848-5555. It's your life and liberty that's at stake. Don't wait. Call now. That number again, 702-848-5555. Hey everybody,
0: are you struggling to find a pizza place that reminds you of Brooklyn? That true blue New York style pie? Well, worry no more. Stallone's Italian Eatery Pizza is a knockout. We're located at 467 East Silverado Ranch Boulevard. Just off of premier Road, half a mile east of South Point Casino. Just minutes from the Las Vegas Strip. Come by and grab a slice of pie. Plus, check out our brooklyn inspired Italian cuisine. Our sandwiches are super hero, that is, because why be a sub when you can be a hero? Stallone's Italian Eatery is here to serve you phenomenal food, Vegas. Forget about it.
1: Look, it's impossible for the average person to find a great attorney out there. There's so much misinformation. Now, let me introduce you to former Chief Deputy District Attorney Thomas Moskal. He was Las Vegas's top DUI prosecutor for years. He prosecuted the most high-profile DUI cases in Clark County. No one knows more about DUI law in Nevada. Just Google it. If you get charged with DUI, whether it's a misdemeanor or even more importantly, a felony, you need Thomas Moskow representing you, his relationships with the prosecutors and judges, and his knowledge of DUI law to work for you. So give him a call now or text him at 702-848-5555. It's your life and liberty that's at stake. Don't wait. Call now. That number again, 702-848-5555.
7: Located only four miles from downtown Colorado Springs at just 10 miles from Pikes Peak, Hyatt Place Colorado Springs Garden of the Gods offers spacious rooms featuring contemporary decor with stylish furnishings, including divided living and sleeping areas, the Hyatt Grand Bed, state-of-the-art media and work center, a 42-inch flat panel high-definition television that easily integrates with laptops and other devices, and complimentary breakfast is included in your stay. Hyatt Place Colorado Springs Garden of the Gods at 503 West Garden of the Gods Road, visit HyattPlace.com. The XFL is a fan-first, fast-paced, global professional football league with innovative rules and an enhanced 360-degree game experience. Anchored in world-class football, the XFL brings entertainment and innovation to advance the sport, expand player opportunities, and change the way that fans experience the game. XFL Vegas Vipers are coached by Hall of Famer Rod Woodson and play all home games at Cashman Center. 850 Las Vegas Boulevard
5: North at Washington. Visit XFL.com for times and dates. Viva Las Vegas number 26 is coming April the 27th to the 30th, 2023. And this Viva once again features the greatest lineup of acts on the scene. At the car show, there's the Damon Deep combo, Dell Watson, Cashed Out, and the Stomping Riff Raffs. Viva has the shows that cannot be seen anywhere else. To get more details, go to www.vivalasvegas.net. That's www.vivalasvegas.net. nights and carnival lights the annual clark county fair
8: and rodeo is coming to Logandale april 12th through the 16th five nights of incredible prca rodeo action stages of continuous entertainment a carnival midway and acres of fun for everyone for tickets and more information log on to ccfair.com that's ccfair.com don't miss out on the excitement april 12th through the 16th in Logandale, nevada at the clark county fair and rodeo
7: 1100 South Fort Apache at Charleston, 7150 North Durango at Elkhorn, 4680 South Maryland Parkway, 1975 West Craig Road, and 7175 West Lake Mead Boulevard.
1: Everybody, it's Brian Shapiro from Pushing the Limits. I want to tell you guys about Sahara West Urgent Care and Wellness. They're conveniently located on the southwest corner of Sahara and Jones. They're open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m., and Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. At Sahara West Urgent Care, they'll take care of all your health care needs. They offer routine services such as physicals, STD testing, and accident treatment and work injuries you name it they do it they have on-site x-ray EKG ultrasound and labs they treat chronic conditions such as asthma blood pressure diabetes and more they also offer general wellness exams treatments such as testosterone enhancement and cancer screening they're located on Sahara 6125 West Sahara Avenue their number 702 248 and the best part they accept most major insurances and affordable cash pay prices office visits starting at just $95. And I'm also a client, so please give them a call, 702-248-0554.
2: What's up, guys? Welcome back to Pushing the Limits, live on KSHB AM 1400 and 107.1. We're super excited to have you guys back in here today. Brian, we have an amazing guest today. Let's
1: talk about it. Yes, uh, before we get to our guest, uh, some pretty darn big basketball games in Las Vegas uh, coming up here in a few hours. Uh, I, I'm so excited. We got the big seven-footer, the NBA veteran himself and 20-year uh, coach Paul McCaskey, by the way, is going to be joining us in hour number two to preview these games and so many others. But... Uh, I am really excited. Uh, These are two mega college basketball games. Uh, We got Arkansas uh, playing UConn, uh, just two phenomenal teams, two really good coaches. And uh, of course the second game, um, you know, we got uh, two big teams in Gonzaga and UCLA. So really looking forward to that. Um, And uh, just in a few minutes here, we're going to be joined by attorney John D. O'Connor, who's going to be joining us here. And uh, I can't wait. I can't wait to speak with him. Um, And uh, we're going to be talking to him in just a few minutes. So we're talking about the Donald Trump indictment, and we're talking about, uh, I guess you could call it kind of an indictment watch, because that's really what we're on right now. It's an indictment watch, and it could be today, it could be tomorrow, probably not today, but it could be tomorrow, it could be Monday, it could be Tuesday. Uh, Will Donald Trump uh, be indicted today? I don't know, but uh, eventually it, it appears as though it's going to happen. I've always believed that this case is the weakest out of all the cases or potential cases against Donald Trump. Uh, the way he pressured Georgia electors, I think, is, in my personal opinion, a lot stronger than this case. And I, I look at uh, possible incitement of January 6th, and I think that case is also much stronger than this case as well. What it comes down to is this. And listen, Michael Cohen is not the most credible person in the world. He's a liar. He's a scumbag. We know that. But he did go to jail. The question, uh, or at least what is in question here is, did Donald Trump pay Michael Cohen out of his personal funds to pay off Stormy Daniels? Did it, did it break any campaign finance violations? We have no idea. And it's interesting because all these people on Fox News and they say, oh, there's no evidence. There's no evidence. They don't know yeah we have absolutely no idea what evidence the grand jury has seen and until we do and until there's an indictment uh, eventually i would assume that there will be an indictment as soon as there is an indictment maybe we will get more information publicly as to what the grand jury has seen but as of right now uh we don't know we don't know is this political could it be political sure uh you know, this wouldn't be the first time somebody went after a politician for political purposes. I remember Bill Clinton back in the day. And listen, Bill Clinton lied. He said he I did not have sexual relations with that woman, <laughs> uh, Monica Lewinsky. Um, he obviously lied about that. But what what, did, what what is Bill Clinton guilty of? Right, he's guilty of lying, and he's guilty of cheating on his wife. I mean, that's really what we're talking about. And uh, so we are, you know, this is this is exactly. Um, you know what we're talking about here in, in, in some sort of similar circumstance. So uh why don't we give John a call and uh, we'll get him on the line uh, because I don't think uh, – usually what we do on this radio show is we we like video and we want to get Facts. John on video. But if we can't get John on video, then the next best, best thing is to get him on the phone because I really want to – uh pick his brain and talk to him so if we can't get him on video we'll definitely get him on the phone
2: while we wait for this call to come in whether it's video or on the phone lines you just unlocked a very good childhood memory of mine do you remember limewire i do not you don't remember limewire no refresh my memory what refresh okay so don't fact check me but limewire i don't know what it was specifically used for but i believe that it was actually a software you can download Pirated music, you should have done it. <laughs> some people went to jail for it, but it was a software that you could use to literally download MP3s of songs. And sometimes some of the songs wouldn't be the correct song, and the audio would be I did not have sex relations with that woman. <laughs> So you would think you're down, let's say, for example, you think you're downloading a Beyonce song, and you're about to get ready to listen to um, Single Ladies, and then all of a sudden, all you hear is, I did not have sexual relations with that woman. You're like, ugh, i spent 15 minutes getting my musical library together for that to happen. Yes.
1: (laughs) How do you not know about it? (laughs) Well, I don't, unfortunately. But uh, uh, So, joining us right now uh a guy who cracked watergate's deep throat mystery oh he's on uh, video. yes and uh this is a guy who's been around a while a household name when it comes to attorneys in this country there's no question about it he also is the author of the new book the mysteries of watergate what really happened and postgate how the washington post betrayed deep throat covered up watergate and began today's partisan advocacy journalism uh we have attorney john d o'connor joining us right now uh john thank you so much for being here how are you thank you for joining good to be with you brian Thank you so much, John. Well, you're the perfect person to ask, you know, a thing or two about presidents that may have committed crimes or not. Uh, What is your first reaction, John, when you heard that Donald Trump might be indicted uh, in regards to this Stormy Daniels payment in this situation? What was the first thing that went through your mind?
6: Well, first of all, I think it's unnecessarily divisive, and I'll tell you why. If you're a Trump hater or just want to get rid of the guy. This is not the best shot to do it. When you shoot at a king or a would-be king, you got to kill him. Mm. And so if I were a Trump hater, I would say Jack Smith is the real deal. He probably will get an indictment on Trump uh, out of Mar-a-Lago. I mean, I'm just thinking that and I right. I sort of can read the tea leaves as a former prosecutor. Mm. All you need is some obstructive conduct and most people will see that as a real serious crime.
1: So, John, I agree. I agree with you. And I just want to be very clear. I I do not like Donald Trump. Uh, I am a (laughs) hater. I'm one of those people you're talking about. But I agree with you 100 percent, John. And I I just said that I said, you know what? I think of all the cases out there, this is probably the weakest. You would you would agree with that?
6: Oh, yeah, by far. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: This is a trash case. It's one that's been turned
6: by down by every decent prosecutor around, (laughs) including Biden's own Justice Department, the Election Commission. And Cyrus Vance Jr., the predecessor to Alvin Bragg. Mm-hmm. So the thing stinks. You've now got, uh, because Cohen stupidly waived his attorney-client privilege, you've got his own lawyer that will be able to testify that Cohen will say anything and has told him that will say anything
1: to avoid a day in jail. Yeah. Let's talk so, about that. Let's talk about that. Now, yeah. a, as you know better than anybody, John, it, it's not too difficult as a prosecutor or in the DA's office down there to convince a grand jury. You don't necessarily have to have the type of proof that says no doubt Donald Trump committed this crime. It's, it, it's a lot easier. Right. Can you talk a little bit about that and the process of getting a grand jury uh, and indicting Trump? Well, first of all,
6: most of the time, unless the prosecutors kind of give a jump ball to the grand jury, which they may want to do just to g- gauge reaction, uh, normally the prosecutors are pretty firm about what they want, and usually the grand jury goes along. Mm-hmm. Uh, in this case, y- you still don't need it. I'm not sure the rules in New York, um, but they may need only a majority. In some places, you need two thirds, you need 16 out of 23, but mm-hmm. nonetheless, there may be some dissenters here uh, on the grand jury, but I think he'll get an indictment if he really wants one. Uh, but like I say, what it'll do, it's so polarizing because what it'll do is it will make Trump the more likely nominee. Right. OK, because of his base, his base now will not desert him, even though the middle of the road. Um, mesa, Mesa voters, either uh, independents or moderate Republicans, I've had enough of his drama. Right. Okay. So it's gonna and and then what do we have? Do we have a Trump v Biden redo? Mm-hmm. I think that'd be so bad for the country. Agree. That yeah. That'd be terrible. And this may strengthen Biden. I mean, Biden's beaten him once. Yeah. Now the guy's damaged. It may well help Biden give a uh, win behind the sales of Biden, which if I were a Democrat, uh, I would not want. I would want a fresh face if I were a Democrat and have Biden gracefully bow out. Yeah. So. Yeah, then you get the Karl Rose of the world who don't like Trump on the Republican side mm-hmm. and says, basically, this is not going to help you. It's going to detract from the middle of the road voter that you really should all be vying for, that neither party seems to understand that. Right. Go to the middle. When I try a case on a jury, I go to the middle. I've already got my committed acolytes. I've already gotten people who hate me or my case. The middle gets you the verdict.
1: Yeah. And so, so- that's through in politics. John, I've heard it from both sides, and you alluded to this. Uh, I hear some, I I, I don't want to use the term conspiracy theorist, but some people that make a claim that this is going to help Democrats because a lot of Democrats want Donald Trump to run against Joe Biden. They're more afraid of Ron DeSantis. And then I hear of other people saying, no, this is going to hurt Donald Trump because he could go to jail, which we all know is not going to happen here. But I'm sure you've heard that, right? You've heard both sides. Which side do you think is is more credible as far as that opinion goes? Well, I think uh, both sides. First of all, This will make it more likely uh,
6: that the Democrats would win the next election if Trump gets nominated. If it assures his nomination, DeSantis would far and away be the stronger candidate in the election. Now, uh, who knows what will happen there? If DeSantis mounts a a fierce campaign, it may split. And and even if he's the uh, nominee, it may split the party a lot. And there may be a lot of people who are, because of the way Trump is, and he's a sore loser. He's gonna tell all his followers to go home or not show up. He's that kind of guy. Mm-hmm. He might even run as a third party guy. So I don't see anything good coming out of this. Uh if you're if you're a betting man and you want a Republican to win, you would want DeSantis to be the nominee and you would want to have yeah. it with as little drama as possible. Yeah. So this thing is so fraught yeah. with what ifs. Uh, it's, it's really hard to imagine, Sure, but it is such a terrible thing and it will cause such discord. Now, as Karl Rove says, there's so many people that are getting Trump fatigue. They're tired of them. A lot of Reese people do not like the drama that Mm -hmm. should not be attached to a, an Oval Office, um, uh, president. And, and, and yet you have that with Trump. I like a lot of stuff Trump's done. I'm pretty conservative, but I'm, I'm fatigued basically. Yeah. And I also don't like his leadership style that gets in the way of substance. Mm -hmm. It is a distraction. Mm -hmm. His January 6th or post-election conduct was deplorable.
1: Agree. Mm -hmm.
6: Most people like me agree with that Mm -hmm. and they want it to end. So I'm so torn on this thing. Um and I just hope – I, I wish it just went away, but yeah. I don't think it's going to. I don't think so
1: either. If you're just joining us, he is San Francisco attorney. He cracked the Watergate's uh, deep throat mystery, so the perfect person to talk about Trump in this possible indictment. He's John D. O'Connor, uh, author of the new book, The Mysteries of Watergate, What Really Happened, and uh, Postgate, How the Washington Post – betrayed deep throat uh, and covered up watergate all right so you brought up january 6th and, and then I, jamie i know jamie you got a lot of questions for him i want to ask you about january 6th mr o'connor if i may um sure. i ask people this question who don't think donald trump incited january 6th i asked them and if i was attorney which i'm not i would say if donald trump didn't lie about the 2020 election which we all know he did he did and he still does does january 6th happen obviously the answer is no but is that enough to charge Donald Trump with incitement. I want to get your legal expertise on that. Two-part question. Do you believe Donald Trump incited January 6th? In your opinion, and then from a legal standpoint, can you convict him on that?
6: Well, small-I incitement, yes, in the sense that, but for causation, this wouldn't have happened were not Trump rallying his troops and so forth. Right. In terms of legal incitement with a capital I, no. Uh, there's some pretty good cases that are protecting, generally protect dissenters, radicals who are doing inflammatory things in their speeches, and there's some pretty good Supreme Court cases that say, boy, you better establish a really definite, absolute link between the speech. And it's not just one causes the other, but one was meant to cause the other, and as a logical Mm -hmm. conclusion, you're not going to get Trump on that because You know, he says stuff like be peaceful. Now, meanwhile, he's riling everybody up. Obviously, this thing wouldn't have happened without Trump and without his personality. But that said, these Supreme Court cases, and I can't cite the names today. I've read them a few months ago. Um, they're, they're awful strong and they were meant by civil civil libertarians to protect dissenting voices. If you get inflammatory and you, and you speak out, that is not enough. Abraham Lincoln, who was a civil libertarian, tried to arrest uh, a, a political candidate back because of his Civil War rhetoric, and mm-hmm. that fell on its face. Um, you, you can't do this. We have the right to speak in this country, and you better, better, better establish a clear intent. Now, if I say to 200 people, okay, tonight I want you to go over to the Capitol and kick out these people. They're the worst people in the world, so forth and so on. Now you've incited a riot. Right. But if you just give a speech that has that effect, sorry, not going to happen. Right.
2: Now, John, you did say that you like certain things that Donald Trump has done before. You are conservative, conservative yourself, but you're also getting fatigued because of everything that he's doing. The dramatic politics he's ensu- ensuing. Do you think that he has the power now to incite another January 6th?
6: Well, it wouldn't be a January 6th, but I'll tell you this. He has the power. He, here, Here's the bind Trump's in. He has the power to. Incite protests. There's no doubt about it. He's asking for protests now. Now, if these protests do something, he's now directly asking for them, and that might be incitement. Right. But, but here's his dilemma. I think there may be some protests, but they're going to be isolated. Mm-hmm. It's going to make him look weak. Mm-hmm. And if he gets the protests that he's asking for, people like me are going to be even more turned off. Yeah. Right? Because because I not only am getting Trump fatigue. I've had Trump fatigue now for over two years mm-hmm. and uh I just don't like it. I don't wanna royal the waters but uh but i but I don't like it, and many people are like me that I know are very loyal Republicans, and they'll come up to me and just now they're much more open about it. Let's get this guy off stage. Mm-hmm. his day in the sun occurred in this odd, odd way uh that won't repeat itself and uh so. It's time to move on. But right. so this thing, I'll say the only thing this is good for is the media. Right. This is a feast. Mm-hmm. This is a feast and it's going to keep going on. And, uh, you know, I'll tell you this. Rachel Maddow show is going to go through the roof in terms of ratings. And who knows? CNN may get out of the doldrums themselves here. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you notice the spark of activity now. Yeah. yeah. Now what will happen is, I think. If Bragg does this, it'll incite a lot of things, uh, small mm. eye. But then you're going to get other indictments coming down. I think Jack Smith is going to hit one here. Okay, uh, That's the best chance, and that's the most meaningful crime to me, or crimes. I agree, yeah. yeah. So yeah. that is going to fill the airwaves for the next couple of years. And unfortunately, we're now talking about bread and circuses rather than the things we should be concerned about. We've got mm. foreign issues with mm-hmm. Xi G, and uh, Putin get together and Iran and Iraq and mm-hmm. all that stuff. So you've got serious problems. Is Taiwan going to be encircled and taken? And then you've got the domestic instability. Will the dollar no longer be the world's currency? Right. Big opportunity. Now China's making its move. It's going to get the, oh, the yuan or whatever it is that mm-hmm. they use uh, as the default currency. So, we have all kinds of problems, and I don't see us getting out of our inflation mess anytime soon. Yeah. Right, The Fed could raise rates forever. Mm-hmm. You're still going to have full employment. Right. So you're just going to have rampant inflation. So yeah, we've got serious problems, and we're going to be talking about Trump. Right, Trump's the best thing
2: we should talk about. Yeah. Exactly. John, you, you stated that you would like for Joe Biden to gracefully bow out, and that you did like certain things that Trump has done. You're speaking a lot about the different dramatic politics that Trump loves to play with. Do you think that if you, if he just removed all that, he would still have the leadership that is needed to lead the country in the right way through all these different things you mentioned?
6: Well, remember at the end of his 2016 campaign, one of the ways he got over the top was his aides took away his phone, his tweet machine. Mm -hmm. And Trump just sneeringly said, I can act presidential anytime I want as if acting presidential was some sort of a, a foolish venture. Right. Well, that convinced people to elect him enough, mm-hmm. but now I don't see that happening yeah. and uh, so that's that's the real I wanna, issue I and wanna, he, it's,
1: yeah I, I'm sorry to interrupt you John I, 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 yeah. I wanted to ask you you know you're a, you're a lifelong attorney you're one of the most high profile attorneys out there. you've been doing this for such a long time. Is it offensive to you over the years when and maybe this is part of the fatigue? When when Donald Trump has attacked judges, you remember the Mexican judge that he attacked? When he attacks, you know, he had 61 chances in a courtroom to prove that there was interference in the 2020 election. I shouldn't say interference, but integrity, election integrity. And I know some of those judges threw a lot of that stuff out. And But still, he has attacked the courtroom, our justice system, our FBI. You're an attorney, regardless of whether you're a conservative or not, because I don't care about that. Is that offensive to you as a lifelong attorney? When our former president continues to do that and go after our justice system and attorneys and judges, what what do you make of that?
6: Well, the main thing I make of it is, as a lawyer who represents clients, you want clients who follow your legal advice. And if you've got a president of the United States, he has got to follow the advice of wise advisors, and he does not do it. You right. can trace every one of his screw-ups that have caused him harm because he will not mm-hmm cooperate with his, his attorneys and their advice. The only time he did that was during Russiagate when his attorneys got, skillfully and Don McGann skillfully got him out of this thing. And then McGahn, of course, earns Truff's ire because what because McGahn did such a good job protecting him by going to the prosecutor and talking himself. But as a lawyer, I find it offensive. This is a guy that digs his own grave. Yep. I don't like it. And in my leader's, I want people who follow good advice and have the sense to do it and not let your ego and your narcissism overcome it. Right. And that's where I split the sheets with Trump. Right. After this election, you know, I could put up with his tweets during his time. And so why are you tweeting? Shut up. Right. <laughs> but, he, yeah, but, you know, we had low inflation. We had decent gas prices, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. OK, things are relatively peaceful. OK, then the election comes. Now those that the lawsuits are a good example. Mm-hmm. I've written about this. Mm-hmm. I'm a litigator. Once that vote comes in, if you don't convince the state legislators to overturn or to do something or to have an alternative slate, you can't file a suit. If I'm a judge, he's gonna file the suit and say, Okay, mister Plaintiff, call your first two million five hundred thousand witnesses on Monday and you the defense, call your next two thousand two million witnesses on Tuesday. So we can have a trial. You can't relitigate an election. Right. So what he did was he made his own brand look stupid by filing stupid lawsuits that even if somebody did something wrong, what is the remedy? Even if someone breached a, uh, a law or right. a, sure. an election rule, sure. do you t- overturn the election? No, yeah,
1: of course right. not. And, oh. I, and I, I agree with you 100 percent. I want to get to your books before we let you go here. We're running out of time. Uh, w- sure. One more question for you before we get to your books. Uh, You talked about Jack Smith. You talked about this being uh, possibly, you know, or most likely the strongest case. So I want to ask you, if in fact he is indicted when it comes to the classified documents, do you believe he will actually be convicted in that case?
6: Uh, Yes, Mm -hmm. that's the short answer. Assuming he gets, assuming Smith gets a venue somewhere in the Washington, D.C. area or in the New York area, he will get convicted. Okay. If somehow Trump can get Venue in Florida, he probably gets a hung jury, but I think uh, uh, he's toast, basically, if uh, Smith gets him, and I think that will be a successful prosecution. That's my yeah and I'm not happy about that. I'm not happy about that. I don't want to see I don't want Trump to be the nominee, but I also don't want to see him indicted and convicted, and I think it looks bad as for our presidency, and we look a little banana republican yeah. P- republic ish right but I think it will happen. Yeah. If I had to put my money on it I'd said he, I I'd say he gets indicted and in convicted bonds by Smith.
1: Yeah, mm. which which is serious. You know, that's the thing I love about talking to, to people like you, John, is that obviously you're an extremely intelligent guy with a lot of experience. We might disagree on some policies and, and politically, but you're a reasonable guy. I call people like you reasonable Republicans. And I think most reasonable Republicans, like you said, they're, they're kind of done with Donald Trump. Let's get somebody else in there now. You know, and, and, and I just feel like that's why he's lost the popular vote twice, uh, even though people that might have supported him back then, they really don't support him now, but it, it certainly the next uh, year and a half is going to be very interesting. You're right. It is good for the media. Before I let you go, John, I want to talk to you about your new book, uh, The Mysteries of Watergate. Uh, you got some great reads out there. And with your experience and your knowledge, uh, they, they really are awesome. Tell me a little bit about this new book you got out.
6: Well, it's a sequel to the first book, Postgate. Postgate is about how the Washington Post misreported deliberately Watergate. And I think there's no doubt. You read my book, I've got that case beyond a reasonable doubt, and the Post hates the idea of it. But they were, for various reasons, they had to do it because this whole thing would have damaged their buddies in the DNC, having nothing to do with Democratic politics, but just some stuff they're up to, would have damaged the CIA. Now, when I do the second one, The Mysteries of Watergate, is just a step-by-step explication of what happened without a lot of it explains a little bit about how the post hid this stuff Mm -hmm. but basically it helps the reader understand history so the two one is a sequel to the other if you're really big on the journalism you read the first one postgate if you're just big on what happened historically you read my first chapter on the arrest and what they what people were what was not reported you say wow that's pretty amazing. Just that first chapter will get you hooked.
1: Okay, I love it. I love it. I, I have to ask you this before I let you go. If Richard Nixon was in a room with you right now alone and it was private, what, what would you say, John D. O'Connor, what would you say to him right now if you could? I'd
6: say, Mr. Nixon, I misjudged you. I wanted you, when I was a federal prosecutor, to leave office. I thought you'd been convicted. After studying it, I think it was ridiculous. The Post knew more about Watergate than you did and didn't say it. You were betrayed by your junior counsel, John Dean, who didn't know what happened and advised you, advised you into a couple of acts of obstruction that were unnecessary, number one, and were for Dean's protection, number two. And so you got a raw deal, Mr. President. And I hope people read my book so they'll realize you got a raw deal. And the irony is, as much as you were paranoid about the press your whole life, as they say, Paranoids sometimes are correct. Sometimes people are out to get you. You're right. You know, and that's yep. that's the epitaph for Richard Nixon. He was yep. very paranoid about the press and they did get him.
1: Yeah, no, you're right about that. John, it really has been a pleasure speaking with you and uh, certainly going to check out those books you got out there. I really appreciate your expertise and you coming on. Love to have you on again sometime yeah, down the road. You. And uh, Mr. O'Connor, really do appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Thank,
6: thank you. Love, love to be with you again, you thank guys. You. It was really a good discussion. Thank appreciate you. that. Thank I agree.
1: You. Thank you so much. That means a lot. Uh, thank you so much. John D. O'Connor, the man right there who cracked Watergate's deep throat mystery. Yes. Uh, that that's uh, <laughs> That's a, a part of history. That's for sure a big part of history. It's crazy, Iconic. too, because I, um, I really enjoyed speaking with him because we might not agree politically, but I agree with a lot of what he said about mm. Trump. This case really doesn't – even though we're going to – it doesn't really appear to be that strong, and, and, and it's interesting in telling. This is a conservative, and he basically just said it, that when it comes to the classified documents, he believes not only is he going to be indicted there, but he's going to be convicted. Right. So, um, and this is a guy who, who knows a thing or two about law. A lot. Uh, that's really strong, and I really enjoyed speaking with him. and And I would love to have John O'Connor around again. Wow, what Gotta a guy! With, back. A lot of expertise, and uh, really did appreciate that. All right, coming up next, Jamie. That's what I love about this show, my man. You know, we we go from one guy who's got the legal expertise to another guy who's got the MBA and basketball expertise. All <laughs> right, the big seven footer, Jamie's a big guy, but I'm he's about gonna. To say, I'm six three, so yeah, Jamie's whoa. a big guy, but he's gonna look small compared to this guy. Uh, <laughs> How tall are you, Brian? Uh, six feet. Okay. You're, you got okay. me by a few inches. Okay. But uh, Paul McCaskey, the seven-footer, is going to be joining us next. Take a quick break. Be back right after this. You are listening to Push the Limits uh, right here on KSHP.
2: Yes, you are. And remember, guys, follow us on each and every social media account we have. TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, at PTR Radio Show. That's P-T-L-R-A-D-I-O-S-H-O-W, PTR Radio Show. You don't want to miss out on any notifications and lives we have come on in stay for a while and enjoy us thank you for tuning in we'll be right back
1: everybody, it's Brian Shapiro from Pushing the Limits. I want to tell you guys about Sahara West Urgent Care and Wellness. They're conveniently located on the southwest corner of Sahara and Jones. They're open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m., and Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. At Sahara West Urgent Care, they'll take care of all your health care needs. They offer routine services such as physicals, STD testing, car accident treatment and work injuries you name it they do it they have on-site x-ray ekg ultrasound and labs they treat chronic conditions such as asthma blood pressure diabetes and more they also offer general wellness exams, treatments such as testosterone enhancement, and cancer screening. They're located on Sahara, 6125 West Sahara Avenue. Their number is 702 248 0554. And the best part, they accept most major insurances and affordable cash pay prices, office visits starting at just $95. And I'm also a client, so please give them a call 702 248 0554. Look, it's impossible for the average person to find a great attorney out there. There's so much misinformation. Now, let me introduce you to former Chief Deputy District Attorney Thomas Moskal. He was Las Vegas' top DUI prosecutor for years. He prosecuted the most high-profile DUI cases in Clark County. No one knows more about DUI law in Nevada. Just Google it. If you get charged with DUI, whether it's a misdemeanor or even more importantly, a felony, you need Thomas Moskal representing you, his relationships with the prosecutors and judges, and his knowledge of DUI law to work for you. So give him a call now or text him at 702-848-5555. It's your life and liberty that's at stake. Don't wait. Call now. That number again, 702-848-5555.
0: Hey, everybody. Are you struggling to find a pizza place that reminds you of Brooklyn? That true blue New York-style pie? Well, worry no more. Stallone's Italian Eatery Pizza is a knockout. We're located at 467 East Silverado Ranch Boulevard, just off of Brigham Road, half a mile east of South Point Casino, just minutes from the Las Vegas Strip. Come by and grab a slice of pie. Plus, check out our brooklyn inspired Italian cuisine. Our sandwiches are super hero, that is... Because why be a sub when you can be a hero? Stallone's Italian Eatery is here to serve you phenomenal food, Vegas. Forget about it.
8: At the Bagel Cafe, the recipe is simple. Good food and generous portions. Family owned and operated since 1996, the Bagel Cafe is a unique restaurant where you can get anything your appetite desires. From a bagel and a schmear to piled high corned beef on homemade rye, fresh fruit platters and salads, or creamy New York cheesecake. Check them out at TheBagelCafeLV.com. The Bagel Cafe, where there's something delicious for everyone.
7: The XFL is a fan-first, fast-paced, global professional football league with innovative rules and an enhanced 360-degree game experience. Anchored in world-class football, the XFL brings entertainment and innovation to advance the sport, expand player opportunities, and change the way that fans experience the game. XFL Vegas Vipers are coached by Hall of Famer Rod Woodson and play all home games at Cashman Center. 850 Las Vegas
5: Boulevard North at Washington. Visit XFL.com for times and dates viva las vegas number 26 is coming april the 27th to the 30th 2023 and this viva once again features the greatest lineup of acts on the scene at the car show there's the Damon deep combo Dell watson cashed out and the stomping riffraffs viva has the shows that cannot be seen anywhere else to get more details go to www.vivalasvegas.net that's www.vivalasvegas.net
2: Welcome, welcome, welcome. You're listening to Pushing the Limits live here at KSHP AM 1400. Wow, we had a great last segment. If you missed out, we had San Francisco attorney John D. O'Connor who cracked the Watergate's deep throat mystery. And now we have an even amazing guest here sitting right next to me, sitting at seven feet tall. He's not an attorney.
1: He's not an attorney. He had nothing. Yeah, he's not an attorney. He had nothing to do with the uh, Richard Nixon days. Um, I was uh, two yeah but he is <laughs> where you were alive back then though sorry well, i don't know what year was it? sorry Ma making him sound really old uh, know, 1846 yeah right? i was there, yeah, <laughs> I was there. <laughs> the man himself 11 year nba veteran the seven footer himself a 20 year coach always great having my friend mr mo paul McCaskey, joining us in studio mo how's it going it's
8: going good man yeah, no, i'm no. still uh licking my wounds uh you know the Jayhawks messed up a game. And Sorry about that. I should be at some
1: Jayhawk party here in Las Vegas, <laughs> getting ready to go to the game, yeah. but I'm not. So, Jamie, let me give you a little background on this guy. He, he was a star player for the Jayhawks back in the day, and of course, if Kansas didn't lose to Eric Musselman, and ironically enough, his father coached Mo in the NBA. If, uh, if. if Kansas wins that game, Mo would be partying it up with his wife and all of his friends. They'd all be in town. So this is more than just you rooting for Kansas as a former player. This is like, this affects your life a little bit this weekend, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean,
8: you know, (laughs) I grew up in California and a UCLA fan, but I I still, I went to Kansas for four years, met my wife, have a friend, so I bleed Jayhawk blue. I'm sorry. uh, Mm -hmm. But for the record,
1: I am not rooting for, I'm a member of the media. Am I allowed to root for teams? Oh, screw it. Who cares? (laughs) (laughs) I am not rooting. I like Musselman as a coach. I think he's a phenomenal coach. I think we've agree on that he's done a great job but uh i grew up in connecticut i grew up a uconn huskies fan even though i went to central connecticut state university who cares about that school
8: And hey, what uh, were they the fighting what are they
1: uh uconn huskies or CCSU? we were the blue devils yeah <laughs> not, the blue not a storied program like the real blue devils mo uh, yeah we were the blue devils help a that oh where'd you go to school oh i was a blue devil oh no way you went to duke no i went to ccsu what's that that's what i have to deal with my whole life but but Mo, I, I grew up a Huskies fan. I grew up um, Jim Calhoun days when he took over the program, and we saw guys like Rip Hamilton, Ray Allen, uh, Donnell Marshall. Uh, I know you coached Donnie Marshall for a little bit, right? His brother. I coached Donnie. I coached
8: Kevin Ollie. I know Kevin Ollie,
1: uh, you had him in the CBA, and he turned out to have a really nice NBA career. Great guy, yeah. uh, and and I thought he was a great coach too. He got a bad rap over there at UConn, but. So many wonderful players have gone through the UConn uh, basketball program. So I'd be lying if I told you I wasn't pulling for the UConn Huskies.
8: I'll tell you what, too. Uh, you know, Jim Calhoun is an awesome coach.
1: Great coach, And And, yeah.
8: uh, you know, I was in Hartford for a couple of years coaching the CBA. So, you know, I, I got a lot of his players, obviously, and I got to go around practice. But one thing I know, you know, his players are spectacular, but they're also good people. Kevin Ollie, uh Marshall, all those guys are good guys, too. And that that, that plays back to the coach and the program.
1: Unfortunately, when uh, Jim Calhoun, uh, he didn't retire. He's still coaching some Division three school now. So Is he really? That's what I heard. Wow. But, uh there were some cheating scandals going on. And let me tell you, I don't think Jim Calhoun did anything different than a Mike Shashevsky or a John Calipari or a Rick Patino. Calhoun eventually just got caught. Um, but you're right. Wonderful coach. Unbelievable coach. Ray Allen's a great guy. I've played golf with him before in, in Connecticut. And, um, Danielle Marshall was the head coach of CCSU. Didn't do such a wonderful job there, but, uh, but you're right. A, a lot of good people in Kevin Ollie. uh, good people out of the UConn Husky program. All right. Before we get to the actual Sweet 16 games, which, Mo, I, am, I haven't been this pumped for a game in a long time. I am so excited to watch these two games. Um, the Yukon Huskies have a national story out. It's got nothing to do with basketball, <laughs> believe it or not. Uh, and we talked about this. I talked with Jamie about this a little bit earlier, yeah. which is uh, a couple teams are staying. Uh, the NCAA books them at the Luxor, which That's is not exactly a, a phenomenal hotel, and the Yukon <laughs> Huskies... Uh, Players and, and personnel were claiming that when they got into the rooms, the rooms weren't made yet, and it was dirty and nasty, and they had to go to another hotel. What do you make of this?
8: Well, I don't. I didn't know that the NCA booked them because usually, at uh, in college, Division One college, you have in your program there's a, a basketball operations, basketball ops person, and they're the ones that book the hotels, book the travel, book the meeting rooms and the video rooms. So I'm surprised that the NCA did that. And I'm even more surprised. Nothing against anybody, but picking the Luxor uh, (laughs) is—I
1: don't know why you would do that. Hold on, Mo. Okay, you're an 11-year NBA veteran. You've coached for 20 years. You haven't always been on the bench in the NBA, where there's a ton of money. You've also been on benches where the budget was low. For example, the CBA, even the G League. (laughs) I would imagine in your career, player and coach. You've stayed in some pretty sketchy places.
8: You know you know how you know you're staying in an interesting place? When your door opens to the outside, snow blows under the door, and room service is a, a vending machine. There you go. And that's been many, many years uh, in the CBA. You go, hey, let's get room service. Okay, here's some quarters. Go downstairs.
1: Did you ever stay in a room or a hotel as a coach I would imagine not a player but as a coach where you said to yourself oh hell no we can't stay here like what did it ever get that bad I can remember I was
8: coaching in the Pro League up in Canada a few years back and, uh, we went to, uh, Windsor, which is across the bridge from Detroit. Yeah. It's on the, on the Canadian side and we checked into the hotel and, uh, kind of noticed pulling up where, you know, I'm looking at the, the McDonald's across the street and I'm seeing some suspicious people there and, mm-hmm. you know, and then I go in the lobby and there's more suspicious people and, you know, uh, you know, whatever they're, their, their uh you know business sales were or whatever <laughs> and uh i uh, i called the owner and said hey listen you know we can't stay here i know you know I, i'd rather stay somewhere else even if it's farther from the arena but yeah there's been times like that some most of the time at that level you don't have a choice though you because yeah. the budgets are so low and that's what surprised me about this whole thing with the, the sweet 16 i mean come on man ncaa is making billions of dollars you know, put them at Caesars. Put them at or the win or something. Yeah. yeah, put them somewhere. Put him nice. at Mo's
1: house somewhere. No, you know? no, <laughs> they
8: can't go to Mo's. Only <laughs> no. a few people like you and maybe you. maybe Al sometime yeah. if he gets yeah. back into my good
1: grace. I went to Mo's house <laughs> the other day. What a beautiful pool he has! The M- the McKeskey Beach Club, by the way, is very the beautiful homies, and I'm very oh, jealous. Goodness. The door was very tall, I noticed, though. I had, <laughs>
8: to, I had to watch you as you left my office because I, <laughs> I didn't want any of those jerseys that were hanging on my wall go disappearing. Mo,
1: me. Gave, Mo <laughs> gave me a tour uh, of his office, and he's got memorabilia, all of his player cards back in the day, the jerseys. It was, for a basketball fan, and, and I'm somewhat of a basketball historian, I was taking pictures and I was bragging and showing it to people because <laughs> it was so cool. Uh, very awesome. All right, so let's talk about these two games, Mo. Uh, they got out of the Roach Motel, also known as the Luxor. They don't sponsor my show, so I can say that. <laughs> um, and, uh, they moved to Circus Circus. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, 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 <laughs> I don't know, I don't know where they went, but I know they didn't uh, go to Circus Circus. Oh my, I,
8: you know, look, do, you gotta be investigative today at the games and find out where the heck they went.
1: I will ask Coach that. after the game, even though I'll probably get yelled at. Coach, where did you- you decide to stay Uh, i'm sure that's the last thing he wants to talk about let's talk about these two games Uh, before we get to the mega game not to say that the arkansas yukon game is not a great game because it will be Uh, you got two interesting styles of play i watched uh yukon practice yesterday Uh, i don't know if i was allowed in the gym but i snuck in for a couple minutes with my credential (laughs) and boy hurley i've never seen hurley uh in, in a practice before he is intense i know he's intense on the sideline he was those guys look so focused. You know, sometimes, Mo, as as you being a, a former player and coach, you can just tell wh- whether guys are, are ready to go or not, and you can tell whether they're focused or not. And I'm not a coach or a former NBA player, but I can tell you right now, they looked laser-focused yesterday. Arkansas is a really good basketball team. Mus is a really good coach. I like UConn in this game because I think um, they've got the play underneath the basket, they're physical, and they've got guards that can shoot. I think this team can win the whole thing. I like UConn today.
8: Yeah, and they have some bigs also that yeah. that can score and pass, so much like Gonzaga, but you know, interesting coaches really good coaches know and know their team and they can feel if they're ready or not and then you're going to get them ready by either jumping on them you know and maybe getting you know vocal with them or laying back a little bit if they're too tense but here's the trick though uh, sometimes when you're so focused the day before a game you 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 might not be the day of a game and that's a really touchy subject cuz you know I've been I've coached teams and I'm watching them warm up I'm going yeah we're ready and we get blown out by 30 <laughs> And then I've been with teams that I'm like, what the hell are we doing? We look like crap and then we win the game. So, uh, but, uh, you know, Hurley's from, you know, I, I, worked with his dad in a, in a, uh, in a camp, in the Euro camp in Italy for, uh, two weeks one time and he's the same way and a legendary coach. So, uh, man, I would have loved to see that practice. But, uh, you know, I, uh, Arkansas is a good team. Very well coached. If you give uh, Eric Musselman a week or or four days to prepare for a team, watch out. He can throw some twists in there. But I'm kind of with you. I I think UConn might come on top. I was going
1: to ask you your pick. Then I'm going to ask Jamie his pick. Okay, so, Mo, you're going with UConn to win the game. Yes. Okay, I am as well. I'm not talking about the spread. Spread's four. Wouldn't touch that from a gambling perspective just alone. I just think UConn wins this basketball game, but I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I think it's going to be a very competitive, good basketball game. I see UConn being a little bit better, more talent on the floor, two good coaches – doesn't come down to coaching here. I just think it comes down to players making plays down the stretch. What do you say, Jamie? What do you like in this one? Personally, UConn gotta, or Arkansas? i got to
2: go UConn. Even yeah. though Arkansas has some pretty great stats, i got to go UConn. I think they're going to have a lot of great players today
1: really making all the shots, throwing the passes, and guarding well. So I think it would be good for it to see UConn on the board today. It's so weird to see my UConn court. Huskies coming from Connecticut in Las Vegas. This is exciting for me. All right, let's get to game two. A lot of people are saying, Mo, that this is, at least up to this point, the college basketball matchup of the tournament. Why? Well, You've got UCLA, arguably the best defensive team in the country. I say arguably, there are other teams out there that are very good defensively. Uh, I, I picked UCLA to win the whole thing at the beginning of the year, but now they have a key injury. We'll get to that. But UCLA, very good defensive team. Then you have Gonzaga, amazingly gifted offensive uh, players, talent. Uh, you know, Strather is a Vegas kid. He has turned into what I believe will be an NBA player. Uh, you've got uh, Drew Timmy who, whether he has an NBA career or not, he's an unbelievable college player, and he's very effective. Their offense, they have so many weapons, and now they play against a UCLA team that is so physical and so good defensively. Uh, I believe, this is why I think Gonzaga's going to win, Mo, and you tell me whether you agree or not. Sorry, I'm being long-winded here. But um, I believe Gonzaga wins because I think in this era, better offense beats better defense. 10, 15, 20 years ago, uh, or, you know, Mo, when you were out there playing, I feel like better defense won, but I feel like in this era, Better offense usually wins. That's why I'm going with the the Bulldogs on this one.
8: Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, you got to score. You have to, you have to score. And you know what, the best defense is keep scoring. That's the best <laughs> defense. Yeah. So you you keep your defense. You know, you keep your uh, your pressure on the offensive end. And uh, you know, I, I think it's going to be a great game. Uh, Timmy is a great college uh, player. I, I don't think he transfers into the NBA. Um, you know, at this time, uh, but who knows. Uh, UCLA we both saw at the same time. Uh, we both saw UCLA play and we both saw Arizona. That's I thought, true. Mo, Mo was forced to sit next to me in a suite. <laughs> I feel, you know, I'm sorry for that. <laughs> and I thought Arizona was going all the way. I had them in the final yeah. four. They're really good. I thought they were better than UCLA. And then uh, we saw their, their big center go down and hurt his elbow. Um, and, and that really hurts, and especially in college, because you don't have guys that can step up. You got guys that haven't played all year because your bench is short anyway. So uh, I, I think not only offense, beats defense but I think with that injury to their big and so who's going to defend Tim A you know it's got you know and we know their backup we weren't too impressed with him so you know junior you know less skill yeah so (laughs) it's going to be an interesting game it's going to be a battle of wills okay defense versus offense but uh, I too pick Gonzaga god I hate to
1: agree Mo agreeing with me on everything I I, I was (laughs) hoping we would disagree on one of these games all right well We'll have to wait and see what happens. I think we both agree that they're, they're going to be two competitive basketball games and it's going to be really exciting. And the first NCAA tournament games ever to be played in Las Vegas sold out. I heard the minimum for a ticket is like 500 bucks, Mo. So uh maybe Chris Wynn will buy you a couple tickets today. Know, <laughs> but probably not
8: um, a, there's no yeah. jayhawks out there I ain't going probably not Jamie,
2: what's your pick on the, on the second game tonight? I'm not going to lie. I have to go with you guys as well. You have to look at the stats. Tim has great points i mean he he's doing a lot in the on the uh, court, and I think that offense
1: is going to have to take the, take the lead on this one, yeah, so we'll have to wait and see what happens. Four really good coaches, you know. Four really good basketball coaches that are they're doing a phenomenal job with their program. Listen, Danny Hurley took over a UConn Huskies program. I know Kevin Ollie; he won a championship, but you know he took over a program after Kevin Ollie that wasn't very good. They didn't have the talent, and and he has taken them to this point now. And uh, Rick Patino, who knows a thing or two about the game, told Danny Hurley. Hurley said this that uh, your team can win it all this year, and uh, I agree with him. I don't. I think the one team out of these four that I don't think has much of a chance of winning at all, and maybe I'm short-selling, Musselman, I don't think Arkansas has the firepower to win at all. I could see any of these other three teams, UCLA, Gonzaga, or UConn, winning winning the national championship. You agree?
8: Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously I watched the KU-Arkansas game, and really, besides blunders by the Jayhawks, missed back-to-back uh, one-on-ones, missed free throws, a 10-second back-court call. Come on, man. You can't. You
1: would have been know, freaking
8: out if you were coaching. I would have been <laughs> going crap. F-bomb. First, McCaskey
1: F-bombs uh, everywhere, folks. First,
8: first of all, I wouldn't have let him have a 10-second call because I would have been pushing time. him. I would have been push- pushed the ball up. Yeah. Uh, so it took that for Arkansas to beat Kansas, which is a really good team. Not, I don't think the best team, but uh, they only beat them by one. So right. I, I agree with that. And what a great uh, region to have at, in Las Vegas. Right, I mean, the, come on.
1: Listen, there are some other really good games out there today. I'm interested in the San Diego State game. But uh, let's be honest. I mean, I, I'm not being biased. I'm being honest. These are the two best games of the day, in my opinion. Dude, would you? I mean, there's some good games out there, but this is a good one. These are two really good back-to-back games. You're not going to get... Uh, better back-to-back games in college basketball than this.
8: And not with four great coaches like that.
1: Yes, I I mean, mean, it feels like a Final Four. It has the feeling of a Final Four and we'll have to wait and see what happens. Any other games on the schedule today, Mo, that you look at and you say to yourself, boy, I I don't know what's going to happen in that one or uh, anything like that?
8: What's the other region uh, today that plays today?
2: We have FAU versus Tennessee
8: and we have Michigan and Kansas. And Kansas State. Yeah, right. Yeah, I wish it was Kansas. (laughs) Ha!
4: Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 What you
8: yeah. I mean, first of all, you know, uh, Florida Atlantic, you know, great Cinderella story. There's yep. always them every year. Mm-hmm. But guess what? Those Cinderella stories always lose in the third or fourth game. And you look at who they beat. So they beat Memphis, not a great team. And then they beat Farley Dickinson to get to right. where they're at. Right. So, mm-hmm. so I think Tennessee takes that pretty handily. Michigan State, Kansas That's State, tough game. really <laughs> good game. Because K State uh, gave uh, my team, Kansas, one of the best teams in the country, problems. All year and Michigan State with Tom Izzo, the physicality, the good coaching. That I think UCLA Gonzaga and Michigan
1: State, Kansas State, two of the best games to watch today. Agree with you The Tennessee game I wouldn't be surprised If they won that game By double digits uh, All due respect To Florida Atlantic I don't Atlantic.
2: know why I think they're going to Come on top of this one I, I don't know why Well, Actually, they
1: are Florida Atlantic uh, Just played fairly Dickinson All due respect to them I agree with Mo um, I think Tennessee Doesn't have a problem By the way The Michigan State Kansas State game In case you're a better Like I am If you're a degenerate Like I am Michigan State's <laughs> only Favored by one Mo So what you're saying Is absolutely correct uh, UCLA was favored By three points Three days ago Now they're only favored By one Everybody is taking Kansas that scares me Uh, just a few more games we'll go over here San Diego State and Alabama Alabama very talented team number one seed San Diego State very good defensive team I just don't think they have the talent to be able to compete with Alabama maybe they can keep it close but I expect Alabama to get out in this one Uh, let's not forget about Miami Florida and Jim Laranaga against uh, a team that I think could easily make a final four and have a run at a championship in Houston what do you make of this one
8: well again you got to look back on who Miami of Florida beat right so uh, they beat Drake which was one of my upset teams mm-hmm. because they had five five-year guys right and then they beat Indiana they're not beating uh, Kansas' or Arizona's or anything to get where they get And Houston um, they're long they're athletic they can score and you know what I noticed they don't they're not scared of anything they don't back down right. they're down by 10 they don't care they're up by 10 they keep pushing and Kelvin Sampson is is we have all these great coaches in there Kelvin Sampson is right up there with any of those coaches he, he had experience in college and really great assistant in the NBA and uh you know I, I you know I, I just look back at the teams that Miami beat and they're not impressive. So
1: I tend to agree with you there. Let's uh, Two more games tomorrow on the slate tomorrow. Uh, a lot of people are very upset at Princeton for screwing everybody's brackets with Arizona. <laughs> Princeton's playing a really good Creighton team. They've gotten better over the season. They struggled a little bit earlier in the year. Uh, what do you make of this one, Princeton-Creighton? Okay, I'll give you your upset then. Take Princeton. I don't really? know what the
8: points are. Prin- ten. Prince Princeton has veteran players. Wow. They're solid. They got shooters on their team now, and they run a system that frustrates a lot of teams. And Creighton plays in a lower-level conference, and are prime for an upset. There's your upset. That's your Coach Mo pick of the week.
1: Wow, are you char- oh, you're not charging? You gave it out for free. I know. Again. I forgot. Shoot, <laughs> gosh, man, yeah, we got to start doing keeps, it keeps, right. He, I right, right. I, I, know. I the gotta, limits. We got to start charging for for Mo's picks, man. Uh, I mean, he's already given out some winners. I have as well. I don't charge either. We got to work. <laughs> and, something and
8: also, up. let's so let's look. Creighton beat North Carolina State, and right. they beat Baylor, who's a good team. Princeton beat Arizona. Great team, and Missouri, a really good team. So look who they beat. I
1: don't disagree with you, and the spread is 10. If you don't think they're going to win the game outright, take the points. Um, 10 is a lot in a Sweet 16 game, so I tend to agree with you. One more game on the slate tomorrow – Interesting matchup here with Xavier and Texas. What do you make of this one? That's the last game tomorrow. I haven't seen Xavier very much, but I have seen Texas because they beat
8: up on my Kansas Jayhawks. In one week, they blew them out of two games. And not many teams in this country, you could say, can do that. And I'm talking Houston, Arizona, both the best teams in this, in, in this, uh, in this tournament couldn't blow out Kansas back-to-back games and texas did uh it it should be a good game but i got texas
1: in that one i agree so the upset you're calling is uh princeton that's your that's your call you think they're going to win the game outright yes wow that's uh that's ballsy because they're getting 10 points but uh, and now if it does come true next week you're gonna have to charge absolutely What (laughs) what would you charge for a mckeskey pick like if you had a client that was betting big games would you invite him to the mckeskey beach club would it's that gonna, be a part of the
8: package? That could be the part of the package. You know, yeah. the price would go up, you know, and then, you know, access to the hot tub. That's another thing. And that, then ooh. access to my office, like you had, wow. is another thing. So, so I have le- we have levels of that.
2: You waste a lot of them, Brian. You waste yeah. a lot
8: of them. In the hot tub.
2: Wow. Do
1: you get a chicken there, too, or, or that's not included? No, that's not included. That's not included. No, okay. I figured it, I would at least know. ask. Maybe. What about a
8: bottle? <laughs> oh, yeah, we get a bottle. The Caskey okay. bottle yeah. service. Yeah.
1: It won't have one of those sparklers, sparklers? on it. Yeah. No. <laughs> but it'll be. Sounds like a party now. <laughs> you don't want to see me with my shirt off, that's for sure. You won't see me there. But, uh, anyway. Shirts required. yes, yeah, shirts required. I agree with that. I'll make sure to let Chris Wynn know as well. But uh, All right, Mo, here's what we are going to do. Uh, we're going to take a break, and uh, when we come back, uh, a little bit of your NBA expertise as far as uh, the playoffs are right around the corner, so we'll talk about that. Uh, John Morant's saga continues, hopefully for the better. He did speak in front of reporters. We'll play that. I want to tell you guys about... My favorite gaming bar in town. And by the way, Mo has had some luck there as well. Uh, Hits a royal like it's nothing. Jackson's Bar and Grill, located at Flamingo and Jones great promotions uh, this month. Every Wednesday and Sunday, if you get 200 points, you earn $50 in free slot play. Great food, great atmosphere, great bartenders. Please tell them I sent you. I love them. We're actually going to check out Rick Springfield tomorrow, the owners of Jackson's and I, believe it or not, Jesse's Girl. Uh, should be should be an interesting show. <laughs> uh, meeting Rick Springfield. It's a little weird if I'm going by myself, so hopefully I'll be able to bring a date. But anyway, Jackson's Bar and Grill, located at Flamingo and Jones. Please check them out. We'll take a quick break, and uh, before I do so, uh, of course, uh, i got to get my guy jamie to give out all of our new socials oh
2: yeah the great way to keep in current current view of us is to go to our social media accounts at ptl radio show that's ptl radio show spelled P-T-L-R-A-D-I-O-S-H-O-W. you want to stay up to date on everything pushing the limits we have lives we have posts and we have surprises coming for you so watch out for us we're live here at kshp am 1400 that's right Take a quick break, be back
1: right after this. Hey everybody, it's Brian Shapiro from Pushing the Limits. I want to tell you guys about Sahara West Urgent Care and Wellness. They're conveniently located on the southwest corner of Sahara and Jones. They're open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. and Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. At Sahara West Urgent Care, they'll take care of all your health care needs. They offer routine services such as physicals, STD testing, car accident treatment and work injuries. You name it, they do it. They have on-site x-ray, EKG, ultrasound, and labs. They treat chronic conditions such as asthma, blood pressure, diabetes, and more. They also offer general wellness exams, treatments such as testosterone enhancement and cancer screening. They're located on Sahara, 6125 West Sahara Avenue. Their number is 702-248-0554. And the best part, they accept most major insurances and affordable cash pay prices. Office visits starting at just $95. And I'm also a client. So please give them a call, 702-248-0554. Look, it's impossible for the average person to find a great attorney out there. There's so much misinformation. Now, let me introduce you to former Chief Deputy District Attorney Thomas Moskal. He was Las Vegas's top DUI prosecutor for years. He prosecuted the most high-profile DUI cases in Clark County. No one knows more about DUI law in Nevada. Just Google it. If you get charged with DUI, whether it's a misdemeanor or even more importantly, a felony, you need Thomas Moskal representing you, his relationships with the prosecutors and judges, and his knowledge of DUI law to work for you. So give him a call now or text him at 702-848-5555. It's your life and liberty that's at stake. Don't wait. Call now. That number again, 702-848-5555. Hey, everybody, it's Brian Shapiro from Pushing the Limits. I want to tell you guys about Sahara West Urgent Care and Wellness. They're conveniently located on the southwest corner of Sahara and Jones. They're open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. and Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. At Sahara West Urgent Care, they'll take care of all your health care needs. They offer routine services such as physicals, STD testing, car accident treatment and work injuries, you name it, they do it. They have on-site x-ray, EKG, ultrasound and labs. They treat chronic conditions such as asthma, blood pressure, diabetes and more. They also offer general wellness exams, treatments such as testosterone enhancement and cancer screening. They're located on Sahara, 6125 West Sahara Avenue. Their number is 702-248-0554. And the best part, they accept most major insurances and affordable cash pay prices, office visits starting at just $95. And I'm also a client, so please give them a call. 702-248-0554. Hey, everybody. Are
0: you struggling to find a pizza place that reminds you of Brooklyn? That true blue New York-style pie? Well, worry no more. Stallone's Italian Eatery Pizza is a knockout. We're located at 467 East Silverado Ranch Boulevard, just off of Premiere Road, half a mile east of South Point Casino, just minutes from the Las Vegas Strip. Come by and grab a slice of pie. Plus, check out our Brooklyn-inspired Italian cuisine. Our sandwiches are super hero, that is... Because why be a sub when you can be a hero? Stallone's Italian Eatery is here to serve you phenomenal food, Vegas. Forget about it. Welcome back.
2: Welcome back to Pushing the Limits here at KSHP AM 1400. If you're just now tuning in, we have 11-year NBA veteran and 20-year coach paul McKetsky in the building <laughs> sitting at seven
1: feet tall not standing right now
2: sitting yeah, <laughs> He's tall.
1: he is, he is. That, that's that's true yes. uh, he is a very very tall man yes uh by the way uh, i'm six feet tall so i wouldn't say i'm, I'm a tiny person but uh uh, you know, I want to tell you guys, if you have any health issues, anything going on, I recommend Sahara West Urgent and Primary Care. They're located at 6125 West Sarah Avenue. No appointment needed. You give them a call though, 702 248 554 You could also visit them online at saharawesturgentcare.com. They took care of you. I promise, uh, they'll take care of you. They took care of me. I promise you. Mention my name and, uh, you'll get the VIP service. Jessica and Andrew are awesome. Sahara West Urgent and Primary Care. Also, a few quick announcements to make. Uh, We are going to be doing plenty of live remotes at the Sapphire Gentleman's Club Pool. Topless, cool bu- topless pool, by the way. Are right? you going to be topless? Um, nobody. If right. if, if if Ooh. people want Pepto Bismol and they want to vomit, then <laughs> yes, sorry. Mo. But uh, I don't have to sit right next to you, <laughs> Mo. You have to promise me you're going to show up to one of these shows uh, if, topless. If yeah. your wife would your wife let you?
8: If you you have to approach her and, and have me get a hall pass, and maybe I can.
1: If I told her that I would take my shirt off, do you think that would help? No. Okay. Right. <laughs> no. I figured I, figured I would just. I don't. I don't blame her. By the way, she's got good taste in men. Uh, I don't. I don't blame her at all. But anyway, yeah, we're going to be doing a lot of shows out there this summer it's going to be a lot of fun love the people over there by the way they have great monday night football parties man i go there like every monday when the football season starts uh jamie you're gonna have a good time trust me. Excited. it's gonna be Let's it's gonna be a lot, it, of, lot of fun also i don't know if this is um verified yet or not um but there is a strong possibility that we could have the former president of the united states donald trump joining Da-da-da. us on the show tomorrow to start the show uh, Donald Trump could be joining us tomorrow, which would be an exclusive, obviously. So we'll continue to monitor that, and uh, I'll let people know. You don't want to miss
2: out at yes,
1: all. Yes, yes. Uh, we'll, we'll let people know about that one. So it could be interesting. Yeah, we got Mo in the house, and we're talking um, some NBA hoops now. Uh, before we get to NBA basketball, Mo, I want to play you some audio. Um, we've talked a lot about John Morant, you and I. And the issues that he's faced, not just with the flashing the gun in the strip club, but he's had issues way before that as well. He got suspended. So Morant was a man, and he showed up and faced the music in front of the media. Uh, media scrum for about 10 minutes. I'm not going to play every word he said, but I am going to play for you one audio soundbite where somebody asked him about alcoholism, his response, and, and here it is. All
2: problems, never had an alcohol problem. Uh, so I went there constantly. Uh, to learn how to, uh, you know, manage stress, cope with stress in, you know, a positive way. Um, Settle, you know, ways I've, you know, tried to deal with it before that, you know, caused me to make you know, mistakes. So. You've been, you know, pretty outgoing in the past on social media. You said you like to pride yourself in a way of kind of showing the real job, you know, in that light. Do you still feel like you'll be able to be that person where you can go on Instagram live and still tweet, you know, as much as you used to before this incident? I won't be doing that at all me saying things, you know, actions speak very louder than words. So that's my main focus now. Obviously, you know, super excited to be back with my teammates. You know, that's, you know, the main thing right now. So right now for me, it's just, you know, keeping the main thing, the main thing, and continuing to, you know, go through my process of, you know, becoming, you know, a better me. I feel like, you know, if I do that, not only will it help me, but it'll help, you know, everybody around me.
1: So there you go. Um, for the most part, saying the right things, Mo. Yeah. Right, um, expected. What's your reaction when you hear some of that?
8: Well, I think he's a, a very young man. He's only twenty three years old, I think, and uh, you know, in the spotlight and making. Tens of millions, if not hundreds of millions, of dollars, and uh, I think the smartest thing he said in that interview was, "I'm not going to be on uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> Instagram or to saying stuff." That's a good idea because yeah. guess what? If his guys that were around him took his damn phone away before he did that the other night, things would have been a lot more smoother. Yep. And uh, you know, I, I would be if I'm the uh, if I'm uh, Memphis. I want to have a meeting with him, with the coach and the owner and the general manager and sit him down and say, okay, so you're trying to become a better person. What does that mean specifically? Mm -hmm. Because we want to help you become a better person, and we want to learn how to do that the best way. So how are you doing it specifically? Are you getting rid of some of your guys, your hangers on? Are you What are you doing so we can help you do that? Mm -hmm. And then the other thing I'm saying is to listen. We've held the the third spot, second spot in the playoffs without you, so you don't need to come back and be – all everything. You can come back, relax, fit in and things will work out great. But I'm having those conversations with him straight up because uh, you know, when people say uh, you know, uh uh you know, I'm going to take care of the main thing with the main thing. What is it? I don't know what that <laughs> right, means or right, right. people say, "Hey, I got your back." I don't know what that means. I want to be specific and I would be specific with him because look, you're looking at investing Two hundred or plus million dollars with this young man, along with other uh, uh, products that are looking to endorse him, mm-hmm. so let's get specific let's not be vague about it because quite frankly it's only been about three weeks or a month since all this came up mm-hmm. and uh, you know I, and listen as a team and an owner, I want to help you because you're part of our franchise. hell he could be the he could be the face of the NBA if he does the right things because he's phenomenal on the floor. So I'm having those conversations with them. I do give him credit for being up front. I think like we talked about before, he came out too too early with his with his press conference. You know, I I'm, I'm getting treatment. You've only been doing it for a week or 10 days. That's not treatment. So, you know, but Uh, hopefully he's going about it the right way. And I think the main thing is, listen, you got, if you're going to get your life in order to become the best person you can, you got to be careful of who you surround yourself with. Mm
1: -hmm. I couldn't agree with you more, Mo. Um, So one thing that I did appreciate was the fact that he said he's pretty much going to be off of social media, at least for now. Uh, I liked his answer (laughs) with that. Uh, I think it's a very smart move. I do find he's a little agitated and a little defensive. Uh, Someone brings up whether he has an alcohol issue or not. Um, Listen, I don't know whether he has an alcohol problem or not, but he seemed to get agitated at that question. And and the reason why I don't think he should have is because uh, he was intoxicated that night, and right. that was proven. Maybe he doesn't have an alcohol problem, but I would tend to believe that maybe if he wasn't drunk, yeah. maybe he doesn't flash a gun live through his cell phone on right. social media. Uh, so I think it's a very fair question the reporter asked. Um, he's saying, for the most part, the right things. I, but, but again, I hate to say it, but as you know, Mo and Jamie, words are cheap. Actions speak louder than words. Is he going to remain off of social media? Mm -hmm. And is he going to surround himself around around better people? Mm -hmm. Uh, Time will tell. Well, Mo, you've been in the industry for
2: a while now. And we know that he's not the only person who's done something dumb on social media. And I I, I give him a little bit of grace just because he's only 23 years old. I'm not saying that I give him an excuse. But I give him grace because he's 23. He's finally in the spotlight. He's doing fun things. I mean, I don't think the man has a drinking problem at all. He's 23 trying to have a good time. The gun issue is absolutely ridiculous and dumb i don't give him grace for that at all but we're, we're we're steadily trying to tell these young men that you that people are picking out from the hoods let's be very specific that don't know any better don't know how to control the spotlight don't know how to be in the spotlight and don't know what to make of it what do you think the nba is currently doing to even do social media strategy meetings with these players and ethics of how you should be presenting yourself because you're, you're still a brand at the end of the day.
8: Yeah, the NBA does everything. They they have classes. They have uh, people available if you use them. But the problem is, like in anything, if you don't step forward and, and use those, you know, uh, they don't help you. They have everything available. Mm-hmm. One of the main problems I see in the NBA is mentorship. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, when I played a hundred years ago. The veterans. When I was a rookie, Moses Malone, yeah. uh, Rick Barry, uh, Calvin Murphy, Hall of Famers were my mentors, and mm. and I didn't. I came from no money. I didn't know how to tip a bellman. I didn't know how to order at a restaurant. I didn't know any of that stuff. And they showed me and said, "Listen, mm-hmm. you do this, this, and this, and don't do that." There's not much of that anymore in the NBA because right. NBA is so damn young. I right. mean, these guys are like he's twenty three. He's one of the older. There's eighteen and nineteen year olds given tens of millions of dollars that don't know what to do with it so I I think uh, the NBA has to step up but also teams have to step up right I mean how important and how positive it would be if someone like Carmelo Anthony was in that locker room Mm -hmm. guy had been through stuff uh he's been been through
1: a lot he's been through a
8: lot and got through at the other end Mm -hmm. and that he could just sit next to listen to talk to Mm -hmm. not a coach uh, not a, a uh, general player, manager player. Just a,
1: a I player No, I don't hear a lot of people And that is such a good point you make I don't hear a lot of people on the radio and on TV Making the point you just made He needs If the team really wants to help him They can't force him to do anything right no. But if they really want to help him Get a guy like Amelo mm-hmm. Who's been through it who can mentor him a little bit. They don't really have a guy in the team like that, do right.
8: they? No, And I mean, um, there's a guy out there. His name is John Lucas. He played, mm-hmm. he had major problems. Drugs. He played in the, he played in yeah. the NBA. You played against him, right? I played with him. He was my teammate in I Milwaukee. He's like, he's a good right. friend of mine. Yeah. And uh, when I had my problem, he was the first person I called. And right. he actually started, um, um, uh, services and, and, uh, uh, places to go. And, and not only for drugs and alcohol, but for frustration pop possibilities and, mm-hmm. and anger management. And if, if I'm that team, that's one of the first calls I make. Mm-hmm, right. I make it to someone like him. He, John Lucas is part of who saved my life 21 years ago. Mm-hmm. And that's who you need to get him combined with. And I'm telling you what, a guy like Lukey. Uh, Carmelo, those guys will pull no punches. They're going to tell it like it is. Right. And, you know, if you want to listen, you want to listen. I, I think players would respond. And mm-hmm. as far as the, the drinking problem, um, you know, I've dealt with this before. Uh, you know, and there's a difference between an alcoholic and someone that has a drinking problem. And here's my definition. Alcoholic is someone that has to have alcohol, gets up in the morning, hides bottles, uh, you know, drinks before he goes to work, drinks after work, drinks to survive. Mm-hmm. Someone that has a drinking problem Who is someone who drinks excessively and has a problem. Mm-hmm. He gets in a problem. Mm-hmm. So if he's yeah. on Internet... Uh, and he's drunk, and he's waving a gun. He has a drinking problem. See the what re- level that is. See is- the, the reason. Only reason I would disagree with you, and
2: with all due respect, is because we've all been young before, and we've all done dumb stuff before. I mean, I don't think that a substance is excusable at all. But then again, we also understand that substances make us do, do dumb things. But I, I get I get your point, especially when it comes to. I, I'm speaking as a young person myself. I had to go through those experiences and know what to do better. And I think that a lot of times we look at the NBA and we look at all these different resources and we say well they're there and we don't realize they're there but how do they really attract people like me? How do they attract people like them who are from the hood who didn't know better? Like you said you, you didn't know how to tip and so on and so forth. It took a mentor to actually tell you but that mentor is somebody you actually looked up to. Somebody you cared about. Somebody you actually wanted to yeah. listen to. A lot of the times these kids they know better and they come in and they're not being mentored by the right people at all. But even with that being said, too, though, I, I want to know what do you think is the appropriate response to these kids when they do dumb stuff like this? Do you think they should be just kicked off automatically to be shown an example of, or was this was this consequence a good one?
8: I, I think the, what they've done. I mean, it's not his first uh, in, uh, instance. I mm-hmm. mean, he he had a problem where he he punched a seventeen year old kid at his house when they were playing pickup ball. Mm-hmm. He had a problem. Trying to, in his words, rescue his sister, his mother at a mall parking lot. Mm-hmm. You know, he's had this in the in the process. I think they let that go too too long, mm-hmm. and now it it led up to here. But the you know being suspended for eight games, losing money, uh, having to go to some kind of treatment. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it, you know I, there's no way you should kick someone out for a w- first offense unless it's uh, it's dramatic and right. you, you know uh, drives drives drunk or impaired and kill somebody. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, you know, give them the second chance and the NBA does a great job every rookie goes to uh, rookie training um for three or four days right. and uh, they have mentors like um, uh, Antoine Walker right. who played for the Celtics lost and,
1: a lot of money at the tables in uh, Vegas he, <laughs> lo-
8: he lost 120 million dollars you know oh, who wow. helped him that's how much you you he know lost who
1: helped him who Michael Jordan yeah. oh wow Michael Jordan was the one that introduced him to gambling but Jordan mm. will mm. never take any responsibility But right.
8: he, he, I bet he didn't lose more than half of that in gambling the other part that people don't understand is mm. so I have my posse right my guys right Yeah. and they've been with me the whole time so they want to go on a West Coast trip right so i fly in first class i get him sweets at the four seasons we go to strip club and throw the money around and we and a week later i'm out 800 900 grand let's do that four times in a season so that's that's, that's what happens and he actually is part of the nba program that goes and you know Goes to talk to these rookies that are yeah. getting money. They ain't never had money before. But I was just going to say, unless you stay at the Luxor, then you can save some money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah right. that's a- but what? there, there is, like, th- they're really keen on getting guys that have been through it before. Yeah. Right. And that's, you know, and you can tell. I mean, I've, I've spoken in front of, I work with Fellowship Christian Athletes. I spoke in front of t- 2,000 people, 20 people, whatever. Yeah. And you can tell if you're hitting people or not. Yeah. So if you're in that room and you got, let's say, 20 rookies or 30 rookies, mm-hmm. You can tell who's absorbing it and who's not. And let's face it. Some people's bottom is different than other people's bottom. Some people uh not to name a name me had to be arrested and 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 lose a job and almost their family mm. that's their bottom right. some people's bottom is being uh having a gun and waving around when i'm drunk that right. might be, hopefully I, that's his bottom right so we'll only find out that way but right. yeah. but i just hope that's why if i was the team i'm sitting him down and say okay how are we gonna right. do you want to be a better person who are you around with <clears throat> and i told this story i don't know if it was on this show or another show mm-hmm. where i was on an nba team that was an up and coming team in the eighties. Uh, we had great athletes and one of the players who was going to be the next Michael Jordan. Uh, the team got a call from the FBI saying this guy oh, yeah, from like here, he, he's, he's around guys we have on tape yeah we're watching him he needs yeah. to stay away from those guys yeah. and he went the team met with them and he told the team pretty much to go jump in a lake mm, yeah. and they ended up trading him yeah which affect my life right. other players lives mm-hmm. and everybody because he didn't accept that right now later on I'm telling you he had a great ending to his career mm. uh, but he didn't absorb could have
1: it. cost you guys right. an NBA
8: championship is that fair to say absolutely gosh well, that is frustrating so You honestly are just a very
2: inspirational person in general. I've listened to you on the show before I even joined as a co-host, and you know exactly what you're talking about. So it's kind of hard to disagree with you. you, you, Especially with his picks. Right. You know what you're talking about. (laughs) And his video poker. He knows a lot of things about it. And also, dude, you've been a coach for 20 years. You are it. But I want to know, what's your true thoughts on setting the tone, because we're talking about how we we need to truly make sure these players understand what branding is, how you're perceived amongst the crowd when you're not wearing the jersey, and how your decisions and actions really do affect not just yourself, but the team. How does that all come together when we're still setting the tone that, you know, we want to make you look like a rock star? Because a lot of these players think they're rappers. If you look at some of the social media, they they want to look like a rapper. They want to look like they have the girls, the, the, the parties, the money. And it's like, is that the right thing to do? Because if you're not setting the tone correctly off the court, how are you going to control these guys? You know?
8: Well, I think controlling them is impossible, but helping them in the right direction Mm -hmm. is possible with the right ways and like you say you got to have the right people sending the message because it could be a great message but if the right person's not sending it they're not going to get it anyway mm-hmm. so i think that's important i think the nba needs to learn how to do that more mm-hmm. and more successfully uh and i think this could lead them more in that direction but you're right i mean uh and i tell players you know i've coached for a long time in the d league even in the minor leagues and i tell like if you're in high school and looking for a scholarship or you're in a in a minor league looking for a, a better job, you need to clean up your media because mm-hmm. that's the first thing. Every NBA team has someone full-time, 24-7, checking your media. Mm-hmm. That's all they do. Yeah. That's their job. And if you're doing stupid stuff on that, you're going to limit your chances. <laughs> and there are some players in football right now basketball baseball and i told someone the other day Sometimes your talent level is here and your idiotness is here <laughs> and when you get older and if you keep doing that eventually it's going to be equal mm-hmm. or worse and then you're not going to have a job anymore yep. well, that's and, my, my
1: idiotness uh, is definitely way up there yeah but you <laughs> yeah. give us some more credit yeah. <laughs> yeah. but hey, i mean
8: and, and i tell these guys i said listen it's not i mean I'm, I'm telling you thank god when i was playing we didn't have these these phones, because these phones are cameras, video cameras. And thank God, because I did some stupid stuff, Mm -hmm. and now you can't you know you, off it,
1: the air I gotta ask Mo what's the dumbest thing he's ever done in his to I, I wanna know <laughs> I gotta uh, off the air I'll ask him that I don't wanna get him in Hopefully, will be an a invite. fee too <laughs> now the worst thing now the worst thing he'll do is maybe lose $20 on a video poker machine yeah. <laughs> but funny. like
8: the, the stuff that they can find in your one of your darkest hours yeah. Yeah. that they put that's out there forever it's mm-hmm. not yeah. worth it like yeah. like
1: like paying somebody $130,000 in hush oh, money payment having sex yeah. with a porn Brian. <laughs> yeah. so like like and if I'm
8: I'm sorry but if I'm like <laughs> with um, uh, With Jaw, And I'm one of his guys I want to take care of him Listen We're going somewhere And I'm taking Everyone's freaking cell phone And I'm with you Right And put it in this bag In this Gucci bag right. And then you get it back afterwards I'm right. going to protect you my You know guys. they do
1: that in mm-hmm. concerts Like if you go to a John Mayer concert Absolutely There are some people that say Bruno Mars is doing this now Where you have to drop off your phone And you can't even bring your phone To the Dave Chappelle, I
8: does, Dave Chappelle does well, that I you, know to what,
1: you know why I like it Mo Because first of all Um you should be enjoying the Live concert the and the event and living in the moment. Yeah. I see these people with their phones and listen, I'm a part of it. I do it sometimes too. I'm guilty. And you're doing this through a phone. It's like, dude, just enjoy where you're <laughs> yeah. at. Like today I'm going to a two sweet 16 games, right? I don't plan on taking video. I'm just going to soak it in and enjoy it, man. Because you know, it's not every day you get to watch some college basketball games. Can like
8: I this. go back to John Morant? For yeah, me? we
1: got two minutes. Go ahead. And I think yeah. it's, it's a, this is a great
8: opportunity for the NBA to go to him and say, listen, you're coming from here. How can we reach former new players that are going to be in your position? Yep. How can we help reach them? What's the best way mm-hmm. to get the message part? Yep. So it's a two-way street.
1: I agree. It, it is a two-way street. I think, Mo, we're going to have to save some of your NBA talk for next week because we are out of time but uh, a this lot of good though. a lot of good stuff for <laughs> John Moran oh McKeskey's the best I love this guy he's got a great family and uh, I'm kiss his ass a little bit here but he's he's the best and
8: man. you know you know my son's that's 6, 8, and 7 foot if you don't say that oh they, wow they come find son's you. a
1: very tall man in law enforcement both of, both yeah. of them are mm-hmm. yeah how old are your
2: kids?
8: 35 and
1: 37 oh wow and I met uh, his, one of his sons I met his beautiful wife right uh, beautiful you. and 41 he's, years he's got a
8: great family moved moved
1: 22 times this guy has a wonderful (laughs) family that's for sure and uh uh, and now we, you guys are part of my yes.
4: family. Look at that, man. At that. Yes. I love that. <laughs> love it. I love
2: that. <laughs> Was that my invite? <laughs>
8: uh, <laughs> we're, we're, you're still in the process. We're you're
2: in the
1: process. Well, I got a but... hug, guys. If you didn't see it, I got a hug. <laughs> yes, but uh, the McKeskey Beach Club is the place to be at. Let me tell you something. I have a feeling we might be there for oh, the, yeah. some NBA playoff well, games. Well, maybe. we might look, have. Can we do we... a remote from there? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. That'd be and
8: fun, I do a show breakdown. You're coming, too. <laughs> That'd
1: be lit. I love it. Well, Mo, I wish I had time tickets for you to catch the game stay but you've I seen told enough you. basketball. i watch watch.
8: Uh, the Jayhawks are out. It, it killed my buzz, man. It I'll killed me. I'll tell you me. what, eventually
1: I will get you a comp room at the Luxor.
8: Oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah, eventually. Make sure it's not cleaned or anything. I like the whole ambiance. I like it all.
1: Me and Mo are going to have some lunch tomorrow at Arizona Charlie's with our, our good friend Al. I love Mo, it love is that place. always a pleasure having you here. I appreciate it. Jamie, I'll see you tomorrow. You're yes. stuck with me. You're stuck with me tomorrow. And uh, oh, ladies here. and gentlemen, it appears... Any-
8: could you tell Mr. Trump hi for me? If I will. Donald
1: show Trump show. apparently is going to be. I need a bodyguard. You ha- can you come yeah. back?
8: <laughs> yeah, except except I'm my bodyguard in the
1: other way. Thanks for <laughs> Bo. Thanks for being here as always. Uh, a pleasure, everybody. And uh, we will see you same time, same place tomorrow. I'm going to catch some college basketball. Go ahead, Jamie. Yes, and
2: if you all want to stay current with us, follow us on social media at P-T-L Radio Show,
1: P-T-L-R-A-D-I-O-S-H-O-W. You don't want to
2: miss out on any news we have because, again, we may have Donald Trump in the building. Yeah, it appears –
1: well, he's not going to be in the building, that's for sure, but he might be on the (laughs) phone tomorrow. virtual building. Thanks to Mark and everybody at K-Shop, and we will see you guys tomorrow. Have a good day, everybody.